Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hey, Broads. Well, hey, Broads. A <laughs> lot has happened since last time we were talking about what you, Madison and Pete. And I mean, first of all, a lot of ha- has happened Hannah on that end, a.k.a. they're completely over. Oh. But a lot has, <laughs> to be honest, the the, the Which, ending, by the way, we'll talk about all that um, on Thursday's episode. Because yes. Thursday's when we're going to start recapping Love is Blind. Yes. And so we'll have a little reality TV moment for like 10 minutes ta- unpacking everything that's yes. happened we in know, the wake of the Bachelor finale. We know we told you all that we were going to start immediately recapping love is blind on tuesday it's postponed to thursday because considering a lot has changed the state of the world and our country right now we figured we needed to kind of take a pause and acknowledge what's going on yes yeah and have a little conversation i mean i don't know i guess we will we don't really know very any more about coronavirus than any of you do probably a lot less actually but we want to talk about sort of headspace and well we're gonna do that for like the first maybe 20 minutes or so and then we're gonna have fun yeah we, we we talked about it and we want to really make sure that we acknowledge what's going on so especially over the next few weeks when you're hearing all of us or all us talking about reality tv and all this stuff that we're not not uh you know aware of what's going on and we don't want to be disrespectful but at the same time we do want to use this space as a little light in the midst of a lot of craziness and darkness that's going on. Um, so like you can see in the title, Craig is coming. He will Woo! be here soon. We are going to have fun. We're going to have be silly. But first, we really wanted to touch um, on what's going on. And we actually have a guest who has been on before who you all adored and loved. Um, and it was so interesting because Becca um, had messaged me and was like, hey, Noor Jahan, if you've heard our... Um, uh, gun violence survivor episode Noor Jahan came on and she was incredible and Becca suggested hey I think she should come on and maybe kind of speak some truth and peace um, to the broads and then I say Becca I don't know if you saw this but, but she has the corona Noor Jahan <laughs> has been posting and she and her family have corona and so May- probably probably but Noor Jahan is here with us via Skype Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Honestly, I'm just excited to be interacting with other human beings outside of my house and <laughs> yeah. my family. Well, and hopefully like awesome. this podcast can continue to do that for people because I know yeah. even literally yesterday I was home for maybe 11 hours and I was like, Grayson, we've got to go for a walk. I'm yeah. losing my mind yeah. right now. Um, and I think that everyone else is kind of feeling that way too. Like we joke about how it oh it's fun to get to stay home from work but for one 
it's a lot serious for other parts of the population, people who are low income or people who work, both parents work full time jobs and their kids are now getting pulled out of school. And how are they going to handle that? People yeah. who are short of food, you know, people hoarding formula and now people can't find formula. People who have children who are immune compromised, elderly who are stuck in their homes. I mean, it's yeah, the so immune compromised themselves. Yeah, it's so um, there's so much more going on. And I can't remember. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I hope that we can in this episode um, make people feel a little bit less alone because this is a time of isolation. Um, anyway, Absolutely. the reason I wanted Norjahan, the reason you first came to mind is because when we had our gun violence episode, you spoke specifically to anxiety surrounding mm -hmm. public going out in public places because of gun violence. And that gave me so much peace and some of the techniques and just like practical tips of centering your headspace really helped me ground myself going out into the world and dealing with anxiety of being in places like concerts and movie theaters and all that sort of thing. And so you immediately came to mind with all of this anxiety that a lot of people are experiencing right now. So mm -hmm. anyway, I'll stop talking and, and let you take the floor. Take the floor. Tell us how you're doing, you know. Yeah, um, I will say uh, there are so many things to say. I have so many things that I want to say and share, but I really do want to start with the fact that so many of us feel like our fear keeps us safe. And so we use mm -hmm. that fear and anxiety to drive ourselves and even stress to drive ourselves to keep ourselves safe. The truth is right now, fear, anxiety, stress, they're not, they're not healthy for a number of reasons, but the biggest reason being that it compromises our immune systems, right? So the very thing that we think is going to keep us safe is actually compromising us. So living in fear, in panic, in stress, in anxiety right now is not the best way to go because we can eliminate all of those things and still take all the precautions that we need to take. I mean, I see, I've been watching your stories and I know that you guys are quarantining and I think that that is huge. If you're healthy and you're taking action to quarantine right now, you're doing exactly that. You're not letting fear necessarily drive you, but you're taking the right steps that need to be taken right now when we don't have tests going around, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's no way to tell how many people have the coronavirus right now, COVID-19 because we're not testing everybody. Um, my husband came home from a conference a couple of weeks ago and got very, very sick. And mm. I tried to call in to get him tested once we started realizing that, oh, this coronavirus is a real thing and it's actually in America right now. And he has all the symptoms and he's been coughing for two weeks straight, you know, and had fever and all this stuff. Um, and then they wouldn't let us go in to get tested. They said they didn't have any appointments. And I thought, well, if the doctors aren't really concerned, then maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe I'm overreacting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then when my 10-year-old started getting sick, I got sick. My 7-year-old got sick and my 4-year-old got sick. I started, and we all have the same symptoms that they're describing with the bad cough, with the fever. It is, it's kind of like a flu on steroids. Um, it is very unfun for even, I'm a, I consider myself to be a very healthy 35 year old woman. I exercise regularly. Mm -hmm. I eat 
relatively well besides the reasons that we've <laughs> talked about before. But I, I'm a pretty healthy person. I have no respiratory issues. And this is really getting me. Um, and I've been taking, I've been taking ibuprofen just to kind of get through the fever part of things. Um, but we ran out of NyQuil and there's no NyQuil left in the stores. And so last night was a really tough night just to Mm. get any kind of sleep. But what I will say is there are, I'm going to speak from my perspective first and then share tips for other people. There are, my reaction is to be, is to feel frustrated, angry, judgmental, feeling like people don't understand how bad this really is how painful it really is for a healthy person, but how dangerous that can be for somebody who's immune compromised. Mm -hmm. I, um, so your mind and body wants to go into this panic mode where you want to just yell from the rooftops to everybody to take this really seriously. And also, you know, don't panic by, don't buy all the NyQuil in the store. Don't buy all the toilet paper, all the everything. The truth is me yelling from the rooftops doesn't reach anybody and me panicking doesn't reach anybody. What I have to focus on is my own feelings because those judgments that I'm getting are actually my own fear. They're my own insecurities. The the things that I'm actually going through, they're my own hurt. I couldn't have NyQuil, which is definitely a first world problem, A, and be an inconvenience at the most for me right now. So what I have to tell myself is the people that took that NyQuil are people who really needed it right now. Whether or not that's true. You know, whether there's somebody in their house right now that has like a cabinet filled with NyQuil just in case. (laughs) Whether or not that's true, I need to tell myself that everybody that took that NyQuil really needed it more than me and that they were having a really hard time and that's why they took it. And maybe they needed it more than me because of the physical ailments they're going through, or maybe they needed it because they have extreme anxiety and they were scared for their lives that they're going to get this. And if they do, what could happen? You know, everybody is panicking right now. And so the first step that I'm working on, and I'm going to say this is a work in progress for me, every step that I'm taking. And I think it's a work in progress for everybody right now. Because we're all living in very different realities. Some people are still going out and saying this is not really a thing. Some people are quarantining themselves because they're playing it safe. Some people are quarantining themselves because they're very sick. Some people are already in the hospital. Some people have already lost their lives. You know, everybody's in such a different place right now. And there's, there's not concrete evidence of anything right now because the testing hasn't been done widespread yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's anybody's guess kind of situation, which makes it a little bit more dangerous and a little easier for everybody to disagree on things. So my first step is choosing compassion. And when I choose compassion, I always start with myself because it's easier. Okay, ready? When I'm doing any kind of forgiveness exercise, I always start with myself because the biggest block that we have usually is that when we're not giving ourselves compassion, we're not opening ourselves up to give compassion to anybody else. So I have to first acknowledge all of the things that are hard for me, even if they're basic compared to what everybody else is going through. So other people are scared for their lives right now. I'm not scared for my life. I had a hard time sleeping last night. I'm going to give myself compassion for having a hard time sleeping last night. 
And when I say I'm taking a deep breath and actually just want to invite everybody right now to just take a deep breath and just allow your body to open enough for you to breathe deeply into the bottom of your stomach. And just relax into that. And any feelings that come up, allow them to come up so that you're not feeling that tightness, that stress, that anxiety, all of that creates tightness, fear. When you take that deep breath, it opens all of that up. And everybody has different practices that they use. This is one practice that I like to use. And just allow those emotions to flow through so that you can give yourself compassion for whatever you're going through. And I'm going to say things that sound funny, but I really mean it seriously. So if you're struggling because you can't access toilet paper right now, let yourself feel compassion for yourself. Because, you know, toilet paper is not a nest, like it's not a necessity necessity. It's not life or death, but it is an inconvenience. And we're all going to experience inconveniences. Give yourself compassion if you can't find things that are vital, like food, like formula for your baby. Give yourself compassion right now if you're worried for your job, if you don't know if you're going to wake up on Monday and they're going to tell you that you're laid off. Give yourself compassion right now. If you're immune compromised, whether you have respiratory issues, whether you have diabetes or heart issues or anything that may not even be related to coronavirus, but it scares you right now, just give yourself compassion because you deserve it. Every single one of us right now deserves compassion. During times of crisis, we so often sit there and compare ourselves to other people and say, well, my situation's not as bad as other people. And that's when we're trying to be compassionate. There are times where we're not trying to be compassionate and we're like, well, people don't even understand. When we're trying to be compassionate, sometimes we just say, well, I shouldn't feel bad about what I'm going through because it's not as bad as that person. Right now, almost everybody is going through something. Whether you're frustrated with the fact that your work is closed and that's what you're struggling with right now, give yourself compassion. If you don't know where to send your kids on Monday when you have to go to school or work, give yourself compassion. Whatever it is, take that deep breath right now. And I, I really mean it. Just everybody take a pause right now. And then once you've given yourself that compassion, just take a second to hold other people in your heart and mind who are either going through the same thing or going through something more and give them compassion too. Once you start with yourself and you just give yourself that break that you need, whatever that looks like for you, then you're filling yourself and you're allowing yourself to spread light and love to other people. There are going to be other people right now who are going out to bars, who are going out, you know, bowling and doing other things and living life like it's regular because 
it feels regular to them. And that's, you know, that is their choice in that moment. Or because, you know what, they decided to do that because that's what's getting them through this right now. And while my initial reaction is to say, oh my goodness, don't do that. I'm not them. I don't know what their reality is and I can't judge them. All I can do is share my own reality. My husband this morning shared that his church is still going, is still in session. And again, my initial reaction was, what? Don't they know? Don't they? (laughs) And then I reminded myself that, look, there are more than one right answer right now. I know that sentence didn't make sense, but there are many right answers and there are many wrong answers. And all of them are right and all of them are wrong. I know I sound delirious right now. And that's partially because I have a fever. (laughs) But the other part of it is that right now, everybody is going to make the choice that feels best to them. There may be some very few people who are making choices to be mean to other people, but that's very few. Most people are making choices because they feel like it's what's best for them. I have friends who are going to a conference and it's a spiritual conference. And to them, they said, that's what they need right now. They're flying on planes to get to this conference. That's a large gathering of people. And Jess, I see your eyes right now. And I'm like, I know guys, how are you doing this? And they told me, they were like, this is what I need. I, this is what I need to get through this time. And it's not for me to judge. My advice would be to please think about the the people in our community who who are scared to go into the grocery stores right now, who are scared to just get things that they need because they don't want to be exposed to this because it's life or death for them. So please think about those people and then make that choice from a place of compassion and calmness. The more we fear and panic, the more we start making choices in reaction to that. And sometimes that fear and panic can lead you to buying all the NyQuil. Sometimes that fear and panic can lead you to resisting the fear and panic and doing things that aren't safe. Like, I'm really scared, but so I feel that tightness of fear, but I don't want to feel this fear. So I'm going to show up anyways to prove that I'm not scared. That's not doing things from a place of peace either. So as much as we can do the things that ground us, and I'll share a couple of tips, but as much as we can do these things that ground us and get us to make decisions from a heart-centered place instead of a uh, survival fear place, we're going to make choices from hopefully a community perspective where instead of buying the last thing of wipes in order to wipe our butts, we're letting a mom who has a baby who might be sick right now and has diarrhea buy those last thing of wipes. And we're willing to let go of some of the basic things that we feel like we need because we've always lived with them. And I'm so grateful that we've always lived with those things. I'm so grateful that I've always lived with those things. I'll speak for myself. I'm really grateful for the things that I've always lived with. And I am willing to take the next couple of weeks or months or however long it takes 
to let go of some of those basic necessities that feel like basic necessities but are not survival related in order to support our community. So here are some things that we should all try our best to do right now. And again, I'm just a random person that's giving advice. Listen to your intuition. Listen to what you need right now. Your intuition is better than any advice that any other human can give. Just make sure that you're doing it from a place of peace as much as possible. So my advice during this time of fear and quarantine and everybody's cooped up in a place, you know, I have three kids. Yesterday we were already, go over there. I, don't know. I said, sit down. You know? it's like, oh, I had to talk to my kids last night and I was like, you know, I'm really sorry. Daddy and I are both not feeling great. You know, none of you guys are feeling great and we tend to get irritable when we're not feeling well. So one is communicate. Okay. If you need help, ask for help open up. There are people that are scared to say that they're sick right now. And I understand that not from a personal perspective, but I understand it from a theoretical perspective. You need to go to work because you're a leader, but you're feeling a little under the weather. You want to communicate that you're feeling under the weather, but you also want to be there for the people that need you right now. As much as you can communicate and be the leader that you need need everybody to follow the best thing you can do as a leader right now is lead by example if you want people to not show up when they're sick don't show up when you're sick if you can okay so really communicating and opening up if you need help if you live by yourself reach out and ask for help even if it's just a shout out on social media saying i don't i don't have anybody who's there for me right now if i could just have a phone call with somebody, you know, whatever it is that you need. If you are well, but you're stuck in quarantine by yourself and you're having a hard time, please reach out for help. Right now, mental health is going to be a struggle for a lot of people. If you can join a book club that's virtual or create a book club that's virtual, connect with friends over Skype, have, you know, have a happy hour where you guys are calling each other. We have technology right now. Thank goodness. What a beautiful blessing. So use that technology as much as possible to connect with other human beings mm -hmm. and to open up when you're having a hard time, even if it's not anything related to the sickness, just open up, connect as much as possible. Because as much as you're feeling lonely and disconnected, other people are feeling the same. So that's one really, really fundamental and important thing. <coughs> Another thing is, if you can find a way to get outside and get your feet on the ground, you don't have to connect with other people. If you're feeling sick, you can wave to people from afar. I know it's hard when people are in cities. If you can find a way to get outside and just put your feet on the ground, and feel whatever semblance of sun there is in this world right now. We have clouds here. <laughs> so, like, why is it raining in Southern California? I it's know. The mood is I know. Off. The mood is dark. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. It was like 80 degrees last week. What's going on? Like, these are the things you have to laugh at. <laughs> but, yeah. 
But, it, you know, when it stops, it's not raining right this second. The sky is filled with clouds. But if you can get outside and just feel the earth, just remember that the... <laughs> The trees are still alive, that the mountains are still here, that, you know, life is still going on. We took a walk yesterday through, we live in the suburbs and it's a really quiet neighborhood. And we took a walk and then our neighbor was outside. So we walked across the street and waved (laughs) and then went back (laughs) because we don't want to go close to anybody right now. But it was really nice just to say hi to another human being outside of the house. So anything you can do to just get outside if you can while still say, staying socially distant. The other thing is when we're trapped inside of the house, a lot of times it's interesting, but we forget to practice that self-care. It's almost easier. And I shouldn't even say this because, you know, most of us forget to practice self-care on a regular basis because of work and other things that keep us busy. But sometimes it's easy to forget to eat a healthy meal if you have access to food that's healthy. You know, it's easy to binge eat because we're trapped inside or to not go through a day without eating. To just sit down, to disconnect for a moment at a time. And just allow yourself to sit and be present to whatever feelings are coming up for you. Take time to write whatever's going on. I looked at my journal. I want to share this with you because I think that it, it kind of shows what's everything that's going on. I, I have met multiple journals. One that I keep by my bed and I usually write gratitude before I go to sleep. Gratitude is really a important to practice right now, along with acknowledging all the feelings that you're going through. I hadn't done it. I wrote, I opened up my journal on Friday and I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't written in this since Monday. I didn't realize I just hadn't been practicing the normal things that I practice because everything's been so abnormal. And I looked at my journal and on Monday I was planning a trip to Hawaii with my family for spring break, which is about two weeks from now. Just, I want to share that because I want to show how different our realities have shifted so much in the past week. And some people are still planning trips right now. Our reality shifted drastically when we realized that we all had this, this sickness. And it was, but the reason we were planning this trip was because I heard it didn't affect kids very much. I was like, oh, if we get a little bit of sick, at least we'll be sick in Hawaii, you know what I mean? We'll be sick and sick, you know, at home and trapped here. But <laughs> we went from planning a trip to Hawaii to being very, very sick and stuck at home. And I want to share that to help people realize that if your reality right now is that everything's fine and that plane tickets are really cheap, which is what ours was on Monday. Things can shift very quickly. So just take a breath, take a second, and check in with yourself and make sure that you're making this decision, whatever decision you make, from that heart-centered place and that you're doing things that are going to be good for other people. If we had decided to take that trip to Hawaii, um, if we had done 
anything where we would have ended up being somewhere else sick, we would have infected a lot more people. And that would have been, I would have, I would have, I want to say I would feel felt bad about it, but you know, before we knew we were sick, we infected a lot of people. That's a fact. I sent my son to school when he said he was sick and I was like, you're fine. And then an hour later he had a fever and I picked him up and brought him home. But who did he infect? You know what I mean? So, but it's, it's important right now for us to just do the best that we can and let go of any guilt for the decisions that we made before we knew better, but do our best to know better as much as possible right now, now that it's going around and hope that we have tests available soon. I want to just share a couple more really quick tips, if that's okay. So, so one of the things when you're living, when you're feeling fear of everything and everyone around you is that extreme panic of if these things happen, your mind will go to the worst possible scenario. Right now, more than anything, it's, it's so important to remind yourself that no matter what condition you're in right now, like no matter what your pre-existing conditions are, to remind yourself that right now, no matter what, you're going to survive. You are going, it doesn't serve you for your mind to go to the worst case scenario. It's survival. It's honestly, is a survival tactic for your mind to go to the worst case scenario so I can plan for it. But once you've done everything that you need to do, check off the boxes. All right, I have food for the week. Okay, I have like the basic necessities, honestly. Food, the things that are in your control. Shelter. Yeah. The things that are in your control without going out, like without going to, you know, buying everything, but the things that are in your control, then just reminding yourself that, look, if this scenario happens, go through whatever scenario you're the most scared about. If this scenario happens, I'm going to be okay. If this scenario happens, here's how I'm going to be okay. If I lose people, I think this is something that people are, are really scared of right now. If I lose people that I love, if I lose people that I love, I'm going to be okay. If I get really sick, I'm going to be okay. We as a society are going to get through this. I know a lot of people are going to the worst case scenario about our society, especially with, with the economic situation and everything mm -hmm. shutting down and people's jobs. We are going to get through this together and reminding ourselves that we're together is really important. The one thing that I appreciate about this being different than gun violence is that even though we can look left and right and see people that are do behaving differently than we would want to behave sometimes, we can trust that everybody for the most part is doing their best to look out for each other and that we're doing this together. So we have to take a moment and trust that we're going to be okay. That was the, um, the agreements that I had shared with you guys. The biggest agreement is that I'm safe right now. And right now is the key. That's what keeps us sane. Right now, everything is going to be okay. Right now, 
I'm safe. Right now, the people I love are safe, even when they get sick. My four-year-old's sick right now, and he has respiratory issues. He's on oxygen for six months. Right now, he's safe, he's healthy, and he's going to be okay. Those are the things that we need to keep reminding ourselves. And then letting go, I told you guys about just laying out, like physically laying out, letting all the fears wash over you and letting go of control of the things that we don't have control over. Just Mm -hmm. letting go and letting it be and trusting that we'll be okay. Guided meditations, connections with other people, being able to be outside, writing and allowing ourselves to feel our feelings are the biggest things that we can do right now. Well, thank you so much for all of this. It's very enlightening and helps bring a space of peace as we enter into this next part of the podcast where we're just going to laugh and have fun, which is something that you talked about too, is like giving yourself compassion and then also Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission and compassion to have fun and to laugh, to not be insensitive Mm -hmm. or not to ignore what's going on, but then also to allow yourself the respite that you need to have a laugh, to take a look on the humorous side, Mm -hmm. to have fun when you have the opportunity to have fun. Yes. About toilet paper. Yes. And think about all of our favorite brands. (laughs) Bidet sales are soaring. (laughs) Thank you so much, Norjahan. We're going to put all your information in the episode notes um, and we're going to be thinking about you and and getting updates from you to make sure that everything is going okay. And yeah, we we so appreciate you. Thank you. Taking a moment and speaking truth we love you we love you i love you and i do want to say a huge thank you to you guys and everybody else who's self-born choosing to actively self-quarantine right now you are saving lives thank you thank you bye norjahan well i'm so grateful that we had norjahan before hopping into this because you know broads like becca said now we're gonna just uh Laugh it off, okay? <laughs> With one of our favorites, Craig Conant. And Woo! before, yeah, so happy's back. And before Craig comes in, um, let's talk. So we were talking about social distancing right now, right? And a lot of people who listen to this podcast are younger, but like Norjahan was saying, it is so important for us to do this to make sure that we're protecting our elderly, immune compromised, or at risk people at all. So that means probably not going to your local gym for the time being, where people are sweating and touching everything. So how are you going to get your workout on? And also, you're stuck inside all day. It's super important to get your blood pumping and moving, not just for your body, but also for your mind too, which is why I'm so grateful for OpenFit. Yes, OpenFit is like the perfect thing it is for so right, now. right now. It's a convenient new fitness streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day and there's 350 new live workouts every week so there's an option for everyone no matter if you're a workout pro or a newbie there's something for everyone plus you've got pilates cardio guided running you name it they probably have it and my personal favorite perk of using open fit you're only competing with yourself in the privacy of your own home i feel like half the battle of getting myself to work out is convincing myself to take uh you know a pilates class full of regular attendees in west hollywood which i don't know what the heck i'm doing It's not fun. Nothing very encouraging about that. But working out on my own, at my own pace, in my own space, I'm way more likely to stick to the plan. And also no money wasted on classes that you've missed if you buy a 
class package yes. or something. Open fits always yes, there. Yes, that's true. Guided running. I haven't I haven't checked it's out that really one cool. yet. It's really cool. That's another thing. You could get outside and do a guided run if mm-hmm. you're in the mood. Open fit has changed the way we work out. And you can text our code chatty to 505050. That's 505050. And you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the Open Fit 14-day challenge, our listeners are going to get a special extended 14-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text chatty to 505050. You'll get access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition and information totally free. Again, just text chatty to 505050. Standard message and data rates may apply. Um, so there's a lot of anxiety floating around, a lot of stress, and I'm imagining a lot of depression for some people as they're going to have to be alone a lot more than they're used to. It's important to communicate and process through this. And a great way to do this is through therapy and a great way to do therapy is through right Talkspace. Now. <laughs> right yeah. now is through Talkspace. Yes, because Talkspace is online therapy. This is the beautiful thing about the internet, like Noor Jahan was saying. Yeah. I mean, we've got the world at our fingertips. Talkspace online is the most convenient and affordable way to make lasting change in your life with the support of a licensed therapist. It's so easy to get started. You just send your therapist a text, audio, picture, or video message from your phone or computer when ever you need to and you don't have to make appointments or deal with extra commutes to an office you don't have to go anywhere right now everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform all on your schedule too I am a huge advocate of therapy but um, for me it's so hard to find someone that was taking new patients first of all that was a good match for my needs and took my insurance Um, Mm. it just wasn't an easy process at all but with Talkspace you're matched with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences they have thousands of licensed therapists uh, trained in over 40 specialties so if you have something really specific that you want to work on, they're going to find someone for you. And once you're matched, you can begin therapy that very same day. The bottom line is life can be hard. But Talkspace wants to give us more of the support we need at a price we can afford. And as a listener of Chatty Broads, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. So to match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code Chatty to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com, code Chatty. All right, let's get Craig. Woo! You gotta get a side bitch. You gotta get a side bitch. I know Grayson handles all his shit, but then we're not married to each other, so then there's no incentive for him to take care of it. Oh gosh, no. See, you gotta sweetheart. You need to find yourself a a side piece who's also an accountant. No, I just need him to get married. That way, he cares about how our finances are filed. Because right now, he's like, "You're on your own, sweetie." Marriage is overrated, (laughs) except for the taxes. Except for the taxes. Um. Hi. Are we starting? <laughs> Are we recording? Are we recording? Oh, it's tax time. Coronavirus. Um, how are you, ladies? Thank you for having me. You're so hoarse. I'm scared. Stay okay. away from me. <gasps> I mean, we are social distancing right now. You're like at least five feet well, away. You're six feet away from me, so I'm good. Yeah. I don't have don't it. Don't spit into the mic. I don't have it. I spit on the how audience. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> and I will never know. I won't get tested. I'll have wheezing for weeks and I'll just 
Go out in public. I don't give a fuck. You're that person who's like deliberately coughing on people just to fuck shit up. Did you see that guy on the plane who intentionally was coughing on the on the uh, flight attendant? No. He literally went up to her and started just like coughing. Was he pissed at her? her? I don't know what happened. It seems very. She's like, like, put your tray table up. He's like, he's hacking at her, and they just like grabbed him and took him off the plane. Nice. Yeah. I think everyone's acting like scared little bitches. That's what I think. (laughs) I think you need to calm the yes, fuck down. Yes, the single guy living on his own in his fucking apartment in Hollywood. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what I if, got toilet paper. <laughs> I'm good. Greg's the fuck one who's... Did you stock up? No, I just happened to have it before the, the trend. Me too. Same. I ordered like 50 rolls a few months ago because it was cheaper to buy a ton at once. Yeah. And I literally have like a whole oh, cabinet shit, you have full 50? of it. Yeah, I'm taking over her house. I bought 48 rolls of um, that who gives a crap recycled toilet paper. And so I was like, I'll just order a ton. I won't have to buy it for a year. Mm. Who would have (laughs) thought? Here we are now. (laughs) She's got her Pablo Escobar toilet paper. (laughs) I'm hustling it for 20 bucks a roll now. Hit me up. My uh, my parents make like uh, soap and uh, sanitizer and all that. So I was in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. I was perfect. happens i always thought their job was boring turns out we were literally in the parking lot she was taking ember for the next two days and she like had a bag and like quickly gave it to me she's like here take this take Don't this back to your see. house that's so and i'm funny. like what is this and it was just like soap and cleaner i'm like oh god and i was like transferring it like drugs cut to them in the basement like making the coronavirus sales are good have you guys seen have you guys watched nathan for you Mm-mm. yes yes i posted this you haven't watched Nathan for you? I hear it's good. It's so, so good. funny. It's basically like a spoof of The Prophet. I don't know if you ever watched P-R-O-F-I-T. And people think they're on an actual show to help their businesses. Little do they know he's going to give them advice like a frozen yogurt company. He's like, here's what you're going to make. You're going to make a poop flavored frozen yogurt <laughs> to, like generate, to generate press for your <laughs> for your ice cream company yeah. and give away free samples of poop ice cream. And, or, and they're like, OK, I guess we'll try it. <laughs> anyway, like- I saw a meme of Nathan for you. And it's like, here's yeah, the, the plan. It's like, here's the plan. We create a pandemic virus in order to increase hand sanitizer sanitizer sales someone's doing that somewhere i know it really is anyway anyway (sighs) enough of that enough of that what's new with you craig tell us what's Uh, going on getting all my shows canceled because (laughs) of a non-existent virus oh you think it's fake fake news news. (laughs) no i believe it exists i just think everybody needs to chill the fuck out and uh i mean i don't want to sound like an insensitive bastard but like the only people dying are old people. No, unless you have a kid that has like cancer or some shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why people. you gotta bring me down, girl? <laughs> I was trying to shit on old people, and you gotta bring the ninos up. Uh, yeah, of course, if it's affecting kids. Uh, you know, <laughs> if it's affecting kids, yes, we care. If bad. not, fuck them. Hey, I'll give a kid a little roll of toilet paper. Here you go, kid. But if it's old people, that's what they do. They die. It's so sad. I know. Well, did you also hear that the number one affected population is white people? I guess. Nice. We had it coming. <laughs> we had a good run for 4,000 years. But so what, about, what about you two? I mean, 
Who's what? you two? You two? Well, uh, we're, uh, both we're, we're basically I'm half Mexican, white. So I'm, I know, I'm, I'm half immune. Mexican. You guys are both too. half Mexican. We're immune. But look at him. <laughs> we're fine. I'm very European. I'm fucked. We're just doing what my, my grandparents already always told. Yeah. My, my Mexican grandpa was always like, just go have them play in the dirt. They're going to get lots yeah. of vitamins and minerals and they'll be, they'll I, be immune. I used to dig a hole and and fill it with water and sit in it. <laughs> Me too. And, and, it was, <laughs> and now you're immune. <laughs> and your guys' skin is gorgeous. Yeah. Just Glowing. A little, a little chili pepper on it. You'll be all right. A little Vicks. Yeah. A, little, a little. Did you do that, by the way? The Vicks, oh, yeah. Vicks, Vicks for and 7-Up or Sprite. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Yeah. The bubbles, the bubbles will get rid of it. <laughs> Rip it up. Rip it up. Yeah, is that a thing? I saw I saw your sister post something, I think, about that. No, I posted oh, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was yeah. like a, it was like Mex it's, it said Mexican coronavirus mask and it was someone with a rubber band with Vicks around it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so good. It's true, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. You'll be fine. Um I do I just I do believe this is real. I just wanna but I also b- truly believe people need to chill the fuck out. Well yeah. panic doesn't help anything. No, you know? and and it's fine it's been it's been kind of i'm sure it's been crazy everywhere all i can speak into is is la but it's been nuts even long beach was like way chiller than la la LA's is losing it. their shit like well, of course you see nuts. the movies when a pandemic happens when anything happens it's the big cities that Listen, are yeah. we're la we're on a fault line we have no <laughs> access to water there's fires everywhere we're freaking out you know we're gonna hey, break man. off and float into the sea and honestly we probably deserve it yeah you know that's for all the avocado toast. <laughs> exactly. For us to hoarding all the, the modern avocado. day Sodom and Gomorrah, God's going to smite us first. It's been we'll be psychotic, all right. though. You might die. We'll, oh. you know. We all got to die someday, yeah, right? Die. Wait, so how's everything's canceled on your end, comedy wise? Yeah. For how long? I don't know. Oh, Craig. Oh, my God. But it was like for the next three months or what? It's just Did me they tell and my you? Cat. <laughs> my God. You got a show? Uh, the Laugh Factory's staying open. Thank God. Uh, comedy store shut down. Laugh Factory's staying open. No way. Yeah, they're limiting capacity. Uh, comedy store closed down until April. Um, Hollywood Improv closed down until April. Mm. I had mad shows at both those clubs, and now oh. I'm just like. <laughs> and you were touring, right? You know, I, headlining. I, I started headlining this year. <laughs> you should start live streaming comedy really shows from your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you should. I would fucking watch A that. A comic friend suggested that M- Melissa like Villasenor. You know her? Yeah. She's amazing. She's like, you, we should just live stream our act. And I like new material and run it by our fans. It's actually kind of a good. I think it it's is good a good idea. It. But I, I just said like, what if we start bombing because we're so used to the <laughs> audience, and then For we start feedback. dipping into a material, but nobody's there, and we're like, <laughs> finger guns at the camera constantly. Am I right, cat? Am I right, Mister Cat? Nobody's here. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do. So do you still have shows at Laugh Factory? Or like, yeah, have you done I was any there in the past night? How what what was the turnout like? It was all, well. They limit capacity sure. under two hundred. But you was know, it no. still up to two hundred? Oh, absolutely! Everyone, oh, wow. nobody gives a fuck. All the real ones are be like, <laughs> yeah. It's dude, just you fearful little pussies, man. So when you get sick, you might die. That's life. It's life. Just eat a little dirt, put a little ester C, vitamin C in your nose. You'll be all right. No, but it was the really good Are show. You snorting vitamin C right nah, now. I'm back, bitches. They're the best shows. They're the best shows you've ever had. You're like, they're, this is great. They're really good. They're really good crowds. Yeah. Well, people probably like really want to laugh. No, they do. Last night's show. 
I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, but like all the comics and the only club open, like, let me on. <laughs> it was way too long. It was like two hours and 40 minutes. And there was like 12 comics. It's oh too God. many. It's yeah. too many. <laughs> it's, it should be about maybe two hours, hour 45. Anyways, you would, it was good from top to bottom. Like nice. I thought like by the end, everyone would be angry. No, they're like, this is our last chance to be out of the house. <laughs> For real, though. Enjoy every minute of it. And I'm hosting, emceeing. You uh-huh. know, I do 10, 15 up top. Yeah. And I bring up everybody. And they have me sanitizing the mic oh, with yeah. Clorox wipe in between every comic, which is so annoying. You know, <laughs> I have soft hands, like all that alcohol. I know, they're going to be so dry. killing me. <laughs> But uh, I accidentally was sanitizing it. I post the video. I don't yeah. know if you saw, oh, but God, my hair so funny. flew in my mouth. <laughs> and I went to spit it out and went, <laughs> and I spit on the audience. And they all went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I went, whoopsie. Sorry, guys. And thank God it was caught on film. And it's and then, so I did that Thursday night. I spit on a fearful audience. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then last night. I was wiping it down and the Clorox wipe splashed my face <laughs> and I went and I spit on them again. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Two nights in a row, Just I spit <laughs> on the audience during the most fearful time. Oh, LeBron's um, really thinking about going to a show, but now it's like, ah, Craig spits now. So I'm like, why are you having me host? Um, it's too much. <laughs> anyways. Oh, my God. What well, do you think about a fearful pandemic audience? <laughs> no for real though i'm like the idea of not touching your face i know by the way in the comments in the youtube they're gonna be like you guys keep touching your face i can't not touch my face i can't do it i really am trying my best mine is sitting here with you two i'm i'm socially distancing i'm staying in my house i'm quarantining i want to remind people too if you're not saying (laughs) it, you've got your starbucks (laughs) what you're like, I'm staying in my house. I'm quarantining. Oh, <laughs> no. This was DoorDash. There we go. Budding. Hey, I'm nervous even about who, those people. Who knows, who knows how they, everyone was touching it. Yeah, the it. car is real clean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Every DoorDash. The guy's in his car just. <laughs> 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 you guys, I need my elixir. I can only right on go your fucking so lid. Long. He just sneezed on your lid. No, I was gonna say practically for real. <laughs> if you're not wiping down your phone with like alcohol wipes or something yeah. every time after you wash your hands, it's kaput. There's no yeah. point. The your phone's phone, way worse. Your the keys. remote keys, steering wheel. I've cleaned none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing my phone pretty good. When I when I think of it, I'm like, okay, yeah, Clorox wipe. I, I just lick it. And I rub yeah. it on my thigh. <laughs> That, you know what? You should start doing a shtick on the co- when you're hosting. You should like have <laughs> tissues and like cough into one, and yeah. then just like toss it into the oh, audience casually. I already spit on them. They've been through enough. <laughs> one of the comics did cough as a joke, and the aud- it got real weird, and he just started silence, laughing. Silence, dead yeah. silence. And they were like, oh. like and he was like, no, no, I'm fucking with y'all. You it was seen, so funny. There's this video of a guy being interviewed who came off the quarantine cruise ship. Have you seen this interview no. on YouTube? Well, they're interviewing him, and like throughout the interview, he's like, I tested negative, and he's literally like <laughs> yeah. taking breaks to cough, and then he takes his daughter's water bottle, <laughs> drinks it, hands it back to his daughter, <laughs> and just keeps doing the interview. It's like pure See, comedy. That, who, who cares? I'm sorry. 
am I having the wrong attitude? Who cares, guys? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, this is the unpopular attitude, so might as well go for it, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, just sell it. Roll You're feeding with it. into the fear. Mm-hmm. Go rub a little dirt on your nutsack. You should, all right. What you happens if Mr. Cat gets it? I'll get it too. I don't give a fuck. It's me and my cat. <laughs> cat. Me and my cat. We're already locked in our house, anyways. <laughs> I'm telling. I can tell by the scratches on your hand that Mr. Cat is not handling quarantine <laughs> very well. He's not handling it so well. Stay in, cat. No more alley. Oh, no, no more alley cat ways. Yeah. Oh no. You should do an IGTV on all the how you're preparing for Corona. Yeah, that'd I should. be good. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't changed anything. Well, we've got some questions for yeah, you. Yeah, we answer. figured. Well, it's they're just like general questions. I wanted. Well, they're for all of us, okay. right? Okay. So we just put it out there. I'm like, listen, not going to tell you who the guest is. Everyone guessed because they were just hopeful. So yes. well, whatever, the surprise is gone. Sad. All right. Before we hop into the questions, we do have to do a quick little breaky poo, <laughs> um, if I can find it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we didn't include you in these coffee reads. Sorry, Craig. Remember when oh, you let me read it? <laughs> they love me. They love you. What's this one for? Attitude. Oh, have you tried attitude sheets? Who's attitude? <laughs> He's a lovely gentleman, Mister Attitude. He makes a great sheet. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who attitude is. I don't know if it's supposed to be attitude or it's I don't off. get it. But the sheets are amazing. That's, That's what we're going to talk about the right now. Viral. So antimicrobial. Oh, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's tell you. So, in case you're cutting up your old bed sheets to use as toilet paper now, oh, you're gonna that's need true. Some, you oh, need some see? new sheets. Yeah, marketing. See, there's mm-hmm. all different ways that you can get toilet paper. Just you don't want your gross old sheets. You want no, some new order sheets. new ones from Editive. Yeah. Okay. Like, but Broads, really, how did you sleep last night? Personally, Corona hysteria is making my sleeping peacefully nearly impossible. Um, and I swear I was at least, I was awake at least one hour. I was up all night. That's the point. Thank you very much anxiety. But I was so happy to get back to my own bed with my attitude sheets. Cause I was at my mom's place and I was Those not able to stupid, sleep. Well. Scratchy, whatever. Her weird, Egyptian cotton, her weird cotton sheets. <laughs> well, I have literally never slept better than I do now that I have my attitude sheets on my bed at home. They're mm-hmm. like a cloud. They're so soft. It makes my old sheets feel like we were sleeping on a, pile of sandpaper (laughs) plus they're organic bamboo which is the most sustainable type of bedding on the market and right now a lot of us are probably going to be spending a lot of time in bed getting the sleep that's important for your immune system and to help stay healthy so why not sleep on the sheets and bedding that are temperature regulated through the organic cotton bamboo aka you won't get too hot or too cold and you'll have the best sleep of your life there's enough crazy stuff happening in the world right now. A good night's sleep is the last thing anyone should be worrying about. And why not try Attitude? There's a 20-day risk-free trial. So if you try them out and you aren't 100% satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. Although, trust me, I don't see that happening. Everyone in my family has them because that's the gift that I give to my loved ones now. And every single member of my family was like, I don't even know how I slept before. They really so are breathable breathable, because I had different sheets on from another brand and I get pregnancy sweats uh-huh. and I don't have that with attitude. Nope. It's great. Mm-hmm. So they're soft as silk. Also, um, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton and you're going to love them. Right now, our listeners will get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. Just text CHAT to 64,000. That's the only way to get 20% off your set of Etitude sheets and free shipping. You've got to text CHAT to 64,000. That's C-H-A-T to 64,000. 
Wow, that read was all over the place. Sorry, attitude. Mm-hmm. You needed me. Yeah, I tried it out. Like, you done fucked up. <laughs> she said briefable. Do you sweat at night? Are you a night sweater? No, but Mr. Cat does. He's yeah. so hairy. <laughs> Do you guys sleep? Do you spoon? Is I try. He... he always runs from me. He yeah. scratches you. He runs. He's... No, he, he's the cutest little snot-nosed son of a gun. Oh, he, wait. He's does, got a booger's have... problem. Oh, that's... But probably I still love COVID. him. He's got the corona. Yeah. No, probably. no, no. He had it uh, his whole life. <laughs> he probably <laughs> does he have cat AIDS? <laughs> he started the corona. <laughs> <laughs> you were the zoonotic virus transfer that started it no, all. He, he's just a little, uh, he's got a nasal condition. Uh, but <laughs> Is he I mean, stuffed all the time? Yeah, I find these gnarly snot rockets all over my place. <laughs> that's like, crazy. Oh, I feel like there's something wrong. Step, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why at least something wrong with yeah. them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, well, here's a here's a great question to start off. Um, okay, so first question. What advice would you give someone who can't stop stalking their boyfriend's ex on socials? What, you ain't got no willpower? Block. <laughs> that's so true. Block you them. Block. You gotta block. block. I have to block every ex that's not even out of spite. No, it's no, this is her boyfriend's ex. Her boyfriend's exes. Even weaker. <laughs> this is true. God. You have no good reason to really <laughs> Honestly, do that. Honestly, I've honest. had that. I've gone down that rabbit trail before. Are you kidding me? <sighs> yeah, but how often? I've done crazy shit. I've, I've, you know, we've all been through breakups and where like they hide their shit from you, uh, stories or whatever. Sure. So I created a fake. Uh, yeah, the Finsta, yeah. so that you could look What's, at their stories. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Finsta. So I look, and then after like one night of it, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I deleted it, and then I blocked them, and I never went back. I don't know if I just have strong willpower or what, but like, g- get over yourself. Just <laughs> fucking block them and move on with your life. They're no concern to you. It's Go true. get the coronavirus. It's probably because she's like super, her, her boyfriend's ex is probably super hot yeah. or something, and she wants to know what... She, I don't know why she wants to know what she's doing all the time. Yeah, I think I got stuck on it when my... Um, well, would you check regularly? Uh, I got in a weird habit for a hot minute, for sure. But I feel like once you start, then it's hard to stop. The yeah. fact you cut it off quick was impressive. I cut off quick. It was like one, maybe two days. And I was just like, look look at you. Yeah. I also used to have but major that- <laughs> jealousy issues, like big time jealousy problems. Now I just, I'm totally fine, but so, I don't know. what was the thought? Like... What's the thought process behind stalking your boyfriend? Actually, I did it. I used to do it, but it was more out of joy because I fe- I didn't like her. <laughs> so you this were like, is a different situation. I'm awake, yeah, cuter actually, than you. I'm awake, funnier than you. You're just reporting every post. <laughs> 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 Instagram harassment. No, I was just like, wow, she's embarrassing. And every time I go look at her Instagram, I feel better about myself, which is really fucked up. But that's genuinely why I was checking her Instagram all the time. Did it not weird you out, though, that your boyfriend then dated someone like that? I mean, yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. That's very true. It's true. Oh, I have had some. I've been a lot of women's mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on the other end of that. I mean, that's fucked up to say, but I was just like, what's she doing? Ha. Well, you know why? It's because she was still reaching out to him a lot. See, there's a reason, though. There's a a reason. reason. There's a reason. That was one of the biggest reasons that I started going down that that trail Mm -hmm. is because I found out that she was reaching out to him. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this bitch. Yeah, like I even even picked up his phone once, like not trying to be that bitch. But I was like, oh, your phone's ringing. And it was her. She was just like, who is this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was like, uh, it's Becca. <laughs> it's the new, you're the old, go away. <laughs> I'm the new woman. Um, also, too, I feel like it's an age thing. It's like, once you just get older, you're like, oh, I don't have to do that. You know, and then you stop. You realize it's so silly, but it's true. You're yeah. like, oh, you know what I mean? I don't have to partake in these toxic mm-hmm cycles of bullshit mm-hmm. and then you just stop and you're like oh i feel better that's real it's very true i i will say as soon as i hit like 29 probably yeah i was just like why do i care why did i care about all this yeah and i just kind of let it's it true go out the window i think it depends what your motivation is like me i was being petty and i took glee out of it and mm-hmm. it was like not really disrupting my life and i wasn't actually obsessed so i let it slide but <laughs> But, you know, maybe if you're feeling insecure and you keep checking to see what yeah. she's up and every time you're comparing yourself to her when she posts and stuff like that. She was perfect. Yeah. She was perfect. I could yeah. help it. That's no way to live. You can't do that. You'll just go nuts. Yeah, block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, block. Block it. Block, block her. You have more time. You go dig in the dirt and you know, play a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, block the X's and then you won't even be tempted. All right. Next question. How do you guys feel about porn? My boyfriend watches it a lot, despite us having a How bomb do you feel sex about life. I like it. <laughs> What's the question? I kind of stopped. It's. I think it's bad for you. Yeah. I've of course watched way too much of it for most of my entire life. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Before I, 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 I truly because I realized it's like this shit's garbage. And then, but I like the good porn. I like the amateur, like real relationships. Mm-hmm. It's nice. More the romantic so stuff. Or was... glory hole confessions. It's <laughs> like <laughs> one extreme to the other. It's like. <laughs> so that was actually my thing, though, is it's not so much like the, the, the porn that bothers me. It's like when we started breaking down, like when I was talking to Gray about it, I'm like, you've been watching porn since you're 15, mm-hmm. like at least two or three times a week. So that's over the course of 15 years. Like, what are you downloading into your brain? Like, how many hours of this shit when a lot of the mainstream porn like that you're just going to find on the main page of Pornhub is like super like violent, like violent ish, like aggressive, weird, like just not like real life. And I feel like that can really like fuck up your I mean, she says that you up. It fucks you up for sure. And so you've I'm, been off it for a while? I yeah, I uh, yeah, like a couple like, years. Like completely? No, j- but just like, like once being, a month, being, you know, like wow. like responsible porn user. <laughs> yeah. I used to watch it every day. Every day of my fucking life, mm-hmm. but I was all I I thank God I always hated the violent shit too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wanted to look and be real, you know. Mm-hmm. I like the POV cuz I always say, "Oh, that's my dick." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see his face. That's my dick. Who cares if it's black? That's my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares if it's a foot long? That's my dick. No, uh, (laughs) uh, but yeah, that shit is unhealthy. Like once a month, though. That's that's a lot of self control. I would dip into the dark shit though too, but it was always like when I was feeling bad or dark, like ooh, I feel gross about myself let me go watch self-loathing like yeah. The, yeah the dark nasty shit and then i always was like oh i feel even worse yeah i feel like when i would ever like get into anything like that it had been once i had gone down like a porn spiral for yeah. a while where well, like you're just, starting to get not stimulated yeah anymore. and they 
fucking do it to you too. They'll be like, they, they pop it up. They make suggestions. Two, dick, two dicks, one chick. And you're like, <laughs> I wasn't looking for that, but that looks interesting. <laughs> so you're like, I typed in romance into yeah. the search bar. They Come fucking, on. They, they do, dude. It's like, you just, I was just yeah. looking for a good one on one. Yeah. Now, what the fuck am I watching? But she's asked, she's saying, uh, you know, Limit. her. they have a, a bomb sex life, so she doesn't like know how to feel. And I feel like, how often is you watching porn? That's my that's question. That's a, a huge... She says a lot. Which is every day. I would assume um, every day. Or every other... I think, still think every is other he, day is It's like an age lot. thing. Yeah. I swear, like... It's... Yeah, she <laughs> doesn't wait till he's 30-something. If it's still bad, yeah, he's like serious. But that tough. was that thing. My boyfriend was 30 and he's like... He was still watching porn. I mean, I guess he still does, like, every other day. And I'm like... You need to be more mindful about what it's what's... a gnarly habit to break. Mm-hmm. Everything in this damn world is an addiction. Yeah. Um, I think especially combined with I mean, I think it's a little different when you're in a long term relationship and I talked about this too. But like, um, Gray and I, it was like his first ever long term relationship. So a lot of his experiences over the course of fifteen years were also like hookups. So I'm like hooking up with people and like having one night stands combined with watching this porn all the time, like you've got years of like kind of a skewed vision of what it means to have sex with someone like that's not yeah yeah it's it's just yeah but how do you how do you start implementing that um, also how do you what if it is bothering you as a partner and you want to talk to your boyfriend about it maybe you can make videos with your bar 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 friend (laughs) (laughs) with your boyfriend and then watch your own porn that's I like, gotta, I actually, that, that's I like that idea. Yeah. That's yeah. good advice. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, that is my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have to go full cold turkey? It's not black anymore. What happened? <laughs> anyway. I actually think that's pretty good advice. Yeah, there you go. That there is really go. good advice. But how did you start cutting back from like watching porn every day? I don't really know. It just was a conscious decision. I was like, dude... I think it just came into play like you've been watching porn every day for 20 years. Like Mm -hmm. this is not good. And you never feel good afterwards. And uh, I I think it was back to the age thing. I think I just grew up and it's like, get over this shit, man. It's not good for you. There's been studies. It's just like, especially the way it is. It's just so, you know, it is violent. And everything's about balance anyways. So as soon as you start doing anything regularly, too regularly, it's probably problematic unless it's a healthy habit. And even that can get bad Mm -hmm. sometimes if you become too obsessed with it. True. Or candy. True. Like you and I both have that problem. (sighs) We're both addicted to candy. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) There's not sweet tarts in my pocket right now. Honestly, (laughs) there were sweet tarts on that table last time I came in. Oh, I love literally sweet tarts. Honestly, when I I found out about the quarantine and everyone's like getting all the toilet paper, I went to the store and I was like, I need to stock up on candy. The white claws and the fucking Skittles. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, and like Hershey's Kit Kats. The alcohol section was stocked. Which is surprising to me. I thought more people would be like, time to get beer for the apocalypse. Sugar. Oh, they will. They'll figure it out. (laughs) I'm like Pruno. You guys don't even know what Pruno is? No. It's homemade wine in prison. You guys don't go to jail often. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sorry to say I don't have much experience. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's a good thing. With wine behind bars. No, it's terrible. You I never like, went to jail long enough to make Pruno, but uh, <laughs> wait, what do you mean you? Oh yeah, you had a like no, an overnighter. It's called Pruno. It's, it's made homemade. out of prune juice. 
No, they just make like anything. It's just fermented fruit. They'll just do ketchup packets. But I knew friends that were institutionalized that would get out and still make it. And they'd be like, I'm making pruno. I'm like, dude, there's the liquor <laughs> store. Like, it's become a hobby. They're like, I'm starting a micro brew in my bathtub. I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> You're the, you get the carnivorous. Well, is that how people make uh, sangria? Sangria. No, sangria, they just add wine cut to up fruit, fruit to yeah. wine. Yeah. And sometimes they throw in some Coca-Cola, the Spanish way. That's the poor man's sangria. Oh, it's so good. I, w- I would add a little vodka. Actually, mm. Spain, isn't it squirt? Yeah, maybe. They add squirt. And then I think maybe in some oh. other European oh. countries. Never in sangria. Like, really? Headache. Yeah. yeah. Sweet wine, no cheap, thank cheap, you. Sweet, cheap wine, wine too, sweet usually because they're like emptying mm-hmm. a whole thing of sang- of uh, yeah. franzia into sangria. Yeah. Is my shit. Mm. Anyways, actually, no. Poor man's sangria is red wine and coke. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, no, that's what I was talking about. Red wine and coke. That's like the best. That's so delicious. Gross. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's like the perfect movie theater drink if you're like in high school or college. Mm-hmm. Wine and coke. Red wine and coke. Good. All right. Don't I, knock it till you. Yeah, well, you don't try, try it. I don't think I'll ever drink again. But good I for might you. smoke good. weed. Yeah. Yeah. When? When do you think? Like when you become a dad. You got some? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like. <laughs> uh, yeah, just it's like we'd save my life from the narcotic bullshit and alcohol, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, I just. Do you have issues going down a rabbit hole if you start smoking yeah, weed, do you think? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. For sure. I'll just, have you had any since getting sober? I mean, sober? CBD, but no, not. I've never. I have not smoked weed. Okay. CBDBs, they're nice. Mm-hmm. Well, if you get to the point where you start smoking weed again when like what do you think will make that happen like when just, would you start smoking I'll, weed again? I'll reach a point in my career in life so i'll be like oh it's okay now like i have a house and a family and money you know until then i'm like you don't need to be because i was i was smoking like cheech and chong dude it's like mm. yeah i got a cat in no kitchen i can't i gotta get i gotta <laughs> it get sounds some like you stuff. have better self-control though now not yeah. saying you should start now or anything yeah. not encouraging it but i am a different human being now but it's just like it's a wet and slippery slope, mm-hmm. as they say. It's like I always tell my friends, like, I want to be Snoop Dogg before I could chief like him again. You know what I mean? Because I will. Yeah. Have I you ever seen have you seen that they now sell at dispensaries CBD joints? Yeah. I <gasps> haven't kind of had fun. it oh, yet. I'm cool. so tempted to try yeah. it, but I'm also like scared. But I'm would like, that oh. all but that might spark wanting to actually but, Well, yeah, we actually we we tried a couple this summer, this past summer, and it's nice because yeah, you feel comic, like you're smoking weed. My comic buddy, he's sober like 14 years, like a lot of years, and he said, No, dude, he's like, I tried it, it's the best. He's like, you just get so relaxed, but you're not high. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, ah. Oh. And then it's like the it's ritual nice of social. it. You know, you yes. feel like yeah. you're doing it. It's like Nair beer, even though I've never partaked in non-alcoholic beer. But like, I get it. The people that need to do that still. I feel that way with like, um, like having nice mocktails while I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like if someone can give me sure. like a really good mocktail where they're like, we're going to add a little bit of this, like whatever elixir with a shot of ginger and a little bit of this spice. Like it's kind of a oh, fun, yeah. like cocktail Absolutely. experience. No, mocktails saved me because in the very beginning, all I did was go to the bars. Yeah. And then, you know, in the beginning, you're like, I don't know what to do and now. And you don't want to be the weirdo just drinking water. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I would get mocktails and they just say, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chugging mocktails. 
and you end up drinking more because you're just nervous. Like, yeah, yeah. And the, su- the sugar high is like out of control because all the mocktails are like so sweet. You're just like 14 mocktails later, $140. Day, we're like, what the fuck? I'm not even drunk. They well, saved me though. They yeah, do. They yeah, really yeah. good. I used to smoke cigarettes, and I went down a wormhole for numerous years where I was smoking quite a bit. And then after. Um, Would you get the little bubble gum cigarettes with the powder? Remember no. that? Oh, yeah. You <laughs> just start chewing. <laughs> Didn't they have like a little bubble gum that you could. Oh, blow? yeah. Oh, I like those. Have a little powder. Yeah. But I just, I learned that it was just the ritual of it. Like, I wasn't addicted to nicotine because I was, well, I probably was, but I was able to stop like cold turkey, no problem. I think it was just the habit of it. And so then I started using those, like, they had these, um, like, essential oil kind of like they, they uh, didn't have anything in them except or like herbal oils. cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. But there was just nothing. It was like an electric cig, but it was just, um, just essential oil in it. And then I was like, oh, and then I did that, did that, and then I was able to fully stop everything. You're like, oh, now I have the wet lung, but <laughs> quit smoking. Now my lungs collapsed. <laughs> you, they say smoking B12, they have B12s. Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah, they say you actually absorb it the best that way. What? Speaking of like, which, I didn't take my up. B12 today, and I brought it. That's the thing, but it was the habit. It was, I liked, I liked going outside and having a conversation with someone and smoking a cigarette. It was, it was the habit. It's the ritual. Yeah. I used to only, I used to keep a pack. This is so gross. In college, I used to keep a pack of menthol cigarette. No, Uh, Camel Crushes. That's what I smoked in my car. And it was just during traffic after like a long day of nanning mm-hmm. where I would just pull out just a single <laughs> cigarette and there's nothing more freeing I'm sorry than having the all the windows down music blaring and you're just like halfway through you're like I'm gonna crush it <laughs> oh living a little oh, with the music going that's when I started getting like smoking a ton was when I was li- uh living in Orange County and working in LA and so yeah. everyone used to smoke in L.A. And then I'd be driving. I'd be stuck in traffic for two and a half hours both yep. ways. And I'm like smoking yep. tons of cigarettes. And all of a sudden one day I'm like, oh, my you God, little nicotine I'm smoking high. so much. This is crazy, like unintentionally. And then, you know, when I worked in Irvine and had to commute, I was such a degenerate then. I'd just get a cooler full of beer and just drink on the freeway <laughs> the whole ride home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do that. We do not endorse any <laughs> of this behavior. I'm sober six years now. Coronavirus. So just vape your B12. That's what I'm taking yeah, right yeah, now. That's yeah, what we yeah. endorse is B12. Mm-hmm. Not drinking on the freeway or smoking, smoking cigarettes. Cigs, it was just that clean IPA. Life. <laughs> it was only like 4%. Okay. okay. It wasn't even the lights. Oh. You're going full like 7.5. Yeah. yeah, 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 8%. Uh mm. anyway, next question. Ooh. This is the we- Okay, this is the weirdest question and I feel like maybe I don't understand it. It says would you rather have your dad walk in on you and your dog or your dog walk in on you and your dad? Basically, would you rather fuck your dog and have your dad see your fuck your dad and have your oh, dog see? Oh, man. Obviously, the, the dog. Who, who was on cocaine when they sent that question? <laughs> you sick fuck. Like, dog. Dog. Wait, I, I I'd rather have. Uh, I would rather have to have sex with my dog than my dad. I, I what can't about even. a cat? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Um, I can't I, even. I, th- I hate the person that asked. I this. can't even. I, I mean, can't even. You've got a gun to your head. You've got coronavirus locked and loaded, about to be injected into I'll you. Take the coronavirus. I'll take the coronavirus. <laughs> I ain't okay, fucking fine. a dog. Death. I ain't fucking my dad. Death. <laughs> I choose death. Death. <laughs> coronavirus. 
Yeah, I choose. Honestly, I how choose about, death how about too. we we? Wow, guys, I already answered. You guys have to answer now. Fuck no, you both. We, not, we, ha- we need to block that user. That is a fan you do not need. That is a fan. No, thank you. I don't care how much ad money that fan brings Who in. Is it? Shout out her at. Blocker. Him? Is it a her or a him? It's her. Oh, blocker. No, this is like one of my favorite would you rathers, which is um is very similar. She made me answer this question on our, I think, second podcast. Yeah, and, and everyone I was like, Great, should have canceled. Here was the here's the question. Oh no! Oh, wait, 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 wait! I have to think about it. So if I say it right, it's would you rather have to be? Isn't it? Would you would you rather have to be in your mom's body, fucking your dad, or in your dad's body, fucking your mom? No, or it wasn't like that. that. It was it was something like you had asked me. You're like, would you rather have to um, be have Evan? <gasps> yes. Yeah. No. 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 Yes. Would you rather have to have Evan in your dad's body? And having sex with him or having your dad in Evan's body having sex with him? It's a horrible question. I'd rather have the coronavirus. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. What did you say? You said you said you're Evan in your dad's body, I think. Yeah, because I just can't have my dad. You can't no, have no, that shared no, experience. No, I can't have that shared experience. Father. That's so fucked up. I can't even like my brain can't mm-hmm. even I can't even start to comprehend mm-hmm. it. <laughs> this used to be a peaceful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're, all, now we're all full of anxiety the world's ending so we're like we're just gonna share it all let's just talk about all this shit what about that one i said what if you would you rather have to be in your mom's body having sex with your dad or in your dad's body oh having God. sex with your mom answer it answer it do it say it do it i'd rather have sex with my mom <laughs> that's actually real oh that's so disgusting yeah you made her do that and you know, then you go, oh, what do you pick, Craig? I don't want you to have pick. to. Why do I We're have not having to? you back on again unless you I answer. Who's the coronavirus? Um, <laughs> I don't understand the question. Hey, look at that. What's that? <laughs> Fine. Next question. Pussy. You're talking about us being pussies about the coronavirus and you can't ask, okay. answer the question if you have sex yeah. with your mom or your dad. Well, obviously, Come on, pussy. my mom's got bigger booty. <laughs> You made me do it. Now I look like a monster. You're going to only edit that clip. That's what we're going to put up on the Instagram. It's me. Oh, fuck my mom. She got a big ass. What? That's not out of context. That's out of context. That's not how this works. Craig is canceled. Oh, my God. All you right. Well, speaking bastards. of that, uh, question. Embarrassing sex confessions or sex stories? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Nice. embarrassing. Um, I'll do one. This isn't quite... This isn't quite like during <laughs> Nothing sex. embarrassing has ever happened to me. And my sex life has been 100% perfect always. <laughs> so next. Um, no, this isn't actually like in the middle of sex, but this is this was embarrassing. And I. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell, okay. tell, tell. So there was this guy who wanted to hook up with me and I was refusing. And this was a, a in a young point in my life when I didn't know just like how to be like, hey, block your number leave me alone i felt bad because we had been friends and it was just this weird thing so then all of a sudden he's like i'm in love with you i'm in love with you and i'm like no 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 was this that guy no but it was it was around that i was, I was gonna say i was on that <laughs> everything comes around this is that college uh, courtyard yes! date. 
<laughs> I remember the How pain. How could you forget it? That was horrible. <laughs> so traumatizing. Well, Jess this is... has the best and the worst college stories I've literally ever heard between this Karen and the courtyard. This game. one's really bad. Okay. Um, okay. So this was another. This was a guy who every time every story starts out, he was in love with me and I didn't like him. Um, <laughs> no, but I. There's a lot of creepers out there. There's a lot of creepers out there, and he was he was confessing his love, and we were in a text exchange back and forth. Um, and I was like, you need to stop. I need you to stop showing up outside of my door. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he found out once that I was at my mom's mom and dad's house and he drove to the house, like parked outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is this an episode of you? It felt like it sometimes problem came in was he kept texting me. I'm telling him you need to stop. You need to stop. I was simultaneously texting Evan who him and I were flirting again. Okay. Okay. So mid flirt, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send, I'm going to send a nude. <gasps> We're flirting. Oh, I send no. it to the wrong of person. Course. Oh, so of course. I literally am telling him you need to back off. I can't do this, whatever. And then he's like, okay. And then bing, he gets a nude from me. <laughs> like the most confusing. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Jess, I whenever he tell one of these stories, I was like, I am scared for your safety. How did he react after that? What did he say back? What did you wait? What did you say? Did you say like, whoops, that was for someone else? Did you pull that? Funny thing was he was outside my door already. <laughs> he busted in with his <laughs> penis out. He was underneath my bed already. He was just like, hey. hey. Um, no, he literally texted back. I'll never forget. He texted back in all caps. Oh, my God. Like, so, so happy. He mm. thought it was gonna work, um, and I know I texted him back right away. I was like, "I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to I fucking trying like." To, well, it's like I'm I like, was trying to send that to my gynecologist. <laughs> this is for my gynecologist. You know what you said to him? You, you were like, "That wasn't for you." He was like, "Yeah, right." Exactly. <laughs> I know, and that's what I knew it was gonna be like. Oh, he's like this tease. She's telling me no, and then she's sending me nudes, and I'm like, "Oh my god." So I, I told him right away. I said, no, that's not for you. That This was for. And I told him, I'm like, this is for Evan. Because he knew that I was talking to Evan again. I was oh, like, it's yeah, for Evan. that's the best way to handle it. I'm like, it. I didn't know. And so I'm like, you need to delete this right away. And he's like, OK. So I knew, of course, that it wasn't going to happen. So the next day. I had a class. I with drove him. to his house. <laughs> no. I was outside his door. I clubbed him over the skull. <laughs> Use his, his fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> I killed a man. We're feeling bad for her. She's a murderer. <laughs> Turns out the whole time. Um, no, I, I, uh, I basically like showed up at uh, class the next day, and I like pulled him aside, and I'm like, "Hey, I need you to give me give me your phone right now." And so he was like, I told you I deleted it. So I looked at his phone. He had deleted it. Okay. He had his laptop up. I'm like, show me your <gasps> laptop. And he had downloaded it onto his computer. Smart man. So then, smart man. So then, very smart. Very Not quick. so smart to have left a laptop at home, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or printed that shit. Or just <laughs> have one of those apps USB that locks, all, locks up all the photos, you know? Yeah. And again, one this was, I was in college. It, this was like, we're talking some, you know, yeah, the phones true. were not quite as nifty as true. they were or as they are now. So <laughs> that was very embarrassing for me. Wow. Um, and I lived in a constant state of fear that he was going to release the photos to my very conservative Christian college. That's terrifying. Yeah, I was scared for the next like two and a half years. I knew someone in high school who took a whole series of like striptease photos and accidentally sent them to her mother instead of her boyfriend. I got uh, a string of them, (laughs) like 10 
<laughs> not even one no like a whole series <gasps> oh my god that's brutal i got blackmailed uh did it's, you really? It's a story I do in my act, but it's all true. I uh, A Facebook <laughs> messenger popped up and it was this gorgeous girl. And she's like, show me your dick oh and I'll God. show you my titties. And, and I you're like, hell yeah. I literally <laughs> responded like, I don't know. This feels like a scam. Because <laughs> this, like this, uh, this doesn't happen. Beautiful girls don't go, hey, let me see your dick. I'll show you these beautiful tits. Uh -huh. That just doesn't fucking no, happen. No. But I was like, did she say titties? You know, and then, and then I was like. All right, but like she wanted me to go first. I was like, you first. I don't want to get in trouble, you know, if it's just me. And I'm driving <laughs> to my sister's house. She's had a baby. I was going to visit her and her baby while this is happening. <laughs> and I'm driving and then she flashes me and it's titties. And then it's all in my act. I feel weird doing it, but I screenshot it. So I'm a pervert. You see my mm -hmm. little face like, you know? <laughs> and then uh, she's like, all right, it's your turn now. And I'm a man of my word, so I'm going to do it, but I'm driving, you know? And the, the whole thing, I'm, my act, I, I feel we're doing a bit in real life, but like, I just say, I, I can't, you can't do a dick pic while you're driving. I can't die with my dick out. My mom's been through enough, you know, <laughs> the poor lady. Um, and then, uh, so I get to my sister's house and I do it, I do the upward angle. It's a bigger angle. Oh, sure, sure. Lengthen it. Shinier angle. <laughs> and then, uh, I send it and then she, uh, she sends it back and then she sends a list. It's Facebook Messenger. It's connected to Facebook. I'm half Mexican. So she lists my mom, my dad, my sisters, my 80 fucking cousins. Um, Trader Joe's, I was employed there <laughs> at this time. And, Hustler. and, and Hustler. then she sends a link to a bank account and she goes, send money to this bank account or everybody in your life is getting your dick pic. But did it have your face in it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I oh, forgot no. that part because I, I did upward oh, angle. Upward. Oh, upward no. angle. My Got face it. was in it. And then. Oh, uh, my God. Guys, if you ever send the nudes, no face. Yeah. And then I just <laughs> was literally sitting in my car and uh, I just sent the message. Do what you got to do. I'm not paying you, you know. And then I walked. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. And then it, <laughs> much, did she ask for a lot? It was like 500 bucks. Oh, okay. Oh, so decent. Shit. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But You're like, I don't have that money. Jokes <laughs> on you. He's like, do what you do, but actually. <laughs> and then, you know, I just, in my act, I say, you ain't getting this Trader Joe's money out of me, bitch. How <laughs> many bananas I stock for that shit? But now I have to walk into my sister's house immediately after this happened, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> In like, the same fucking outfit. Yeah. Like, oh. That's, and did she do that? Did she send no, it? No, that, that's the whole that, that's the whole bit. I was like, hey, Nicole, congrats on your baby. Did you get a dick pic <laughs> of me? And if you did, did you notice I'm wearing the exact same outfit that I'm wearing right now? And if you noticed that, did you notice I'm parked in your driveway? <laughs> oh, no. And they never sent it. I called their bluff and I don't know if they're targeting comedians or what, but I, I tell the story at comedy shows and I am a, a comedian buddy of mine. I will, I've learned lessons. I will leave names out of this. Sure. And they got him Shut and he paid up. the money and they, and they sent it anyways. <gasps> and he's conservative Mexican comic family. Not He's not conservative, but his family is just old school Mexican. And like it fucked his life up, dude. I think it broke up a relationship he was ostracized by his family. Like his grandma got it. And, you know, like old school Mexican ladies. Like, hey, yeah. Oh, Dios mio. You know, like they can't. They can't be, and they you know. sent it mm -hmm. anyway. And then uh, 
Yeah. That's Wait, brutal. so they just literally didn't send he, it. He paid the piper. But you but you were just like fuck it. Yeah. In the end it was all about the entire time they were like, "All right, let's see if this person's going to stand their own two feet and say no, and then they'll take the money and be like, it's some sort of weird karma thing." Yeah, I was having a crisis in my car. I literally oh, was yeah. just like I had the money, but I was like, that's a lot of money to me right now. You know, sure, I was yeah. just like, damn, Craig, you're brave. You're like one of those people where you'd get held at gunpoint. And you'd just be like, fucking shoot me. I've been held at I'm gunpoint three times. Oh, that's right. But all by the police. <laughs> <laughs> Not and you the said same. the same my dad thing. Got, my dad got held at gunpoint twice by like people trying to rob him. Really? Yeah. One when, Once when he worked at a shoe store and then the other time he was going out with friends and they like stopped real quick and he, he stopped real quick to pee in an alley and someone came up and held him at gunpoint to take his wallet. I don't. So twice. Isn't that yeah, crazy? That's so, like I don't. It doesn't scare me, but I don't. I'm not trying to sound like brave. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's just like you. It, it's just shock. I was about every time I was like, oh, shit, that's a gun. <laughs> and, you know, like it's not even enough time to be like, I'm scared. Yeah. You're just like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, that's happening. You know, you're just in shock. <sighs> well, the three times it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm shocked the police are here considering I did all of this and they're now holding me at gunpoint. Yeah. Shocking. So weird. Oh, my God. Well, Exciting. do you guys have any... Do you have an embarrassing sex story? I'm honestly having. Uh, this is going to sound like I I don't know. The most embarrassing stories that I can think of are like secondhand embarrassment for the other person. And that's going to sound <laughs> like I know don't, what he was. No, doing, I, just, I feel so. like I don't get that embarrassed by things. Like if I was to do what you did, I would. That's pretty embarrassing or cringy. But I feel like it's more I'm kind of like. I've always had more of the thing of like, yeah, well, that happens to everyone. It's not that big of a deal. But it's more embarrassing, like, if you're with someone and they, like, can't get an erection, but then they're, which is, like, whatever, but then they're stressing out about it and, like, trying to overcompensate. Like, that makes me feel really secondhand embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we need to help you. <laughs> we need to do something about this. That just makes me so uncomfortable. And I remember that happening. Oh my God. Yeah. Once in college, I, I, one of my friends had a really big crush on this guy and I was drunk. And so he and I, of course, she's at the party, like upstairs and I'm making out with him. Oh God. And then we go, <laughs> you know, and then we go into a we go into a room. Oh my God. Anyway, he just couldn't he couldn't really get it up because we were really fucked up. And then in the middle of all that, she walked in and like, yeah. And then that caused some issues. Really? really? It actually. Okay, I'm acting like, okay, she was an acquaintance. She was an acquaintance and it wasn't like a guy that she was trying to pursue. She was just always like, oh, he's really hot. He's really cute. I would definitely date him. It wasn't like not so bad. That's not so bad. But she was still pissed. Yeah, you made it like it was my best friend and she was in love with him for 12 years. Maid of honor. It was her husband. I don't know why she was mad. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. No, it was just like I like had I considered it, it would be like, yeah, I probably don't want her seeing me do this. But I was drunk and I did it anyway. Anyway, that was all. That's kind just of, shit that happens when you're young too. Yeah, yeah, you don't really your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. And then when you're older, it may happen. But that same girl will be like, oh, who gives a fuck? Go fuck this guy. He's not drunk. He can get it up. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Sorry, you're having trouble in there, girlfriend. Um, 
Oh, this is a good one. Raising Kettners asks, do you believe in aliens? Hell yeah. I think you're dumb as fuck if you don't. Right, to think that there's literally nothing else out there. It is literally impossible for them not to exist. Mm -hmm. If science that we know is saying the universe is constantly expanding, it's infinite. There's different parallel time, whatever. Supposedly, they're talking about there's bizarro worlds of us. Because there's because it's infinite, so there's infinite possibilities. I hope I'm killing it out there. Yeah, <laughs> wherever, um, wherever you it's are. It's just how small minded do you have to be? That's like planning. Like there even, is no other life in the universe, yeah. in the vast infinite universe. That's just dumb. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. No, there's if it's infinite, there's every level of it. There's below us, above us. You know, there's organisms, there's algae life, there's, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's like aliens out there like trying to invade other planets, but there's definitely like life on other planets somewhere. But even then, like there has to be like there has to be something. I mean, we really we really defied the odds, though. Yeah, we really did on planet Earth. When you look at Mars, I'm sorry. It's like looking at Palm Desert with no houses out there. It looks like that. It looks like yeah. like landscape without any sort of greenery. It's well, bizarre. Isn't it something like if we were one degree off or something, we'd yes. all combust in flames or we'd yes. all freeze to death. It's like nice. we're pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. We got lucky, but I, I just never understood that mentality. It's it's like planting 50 million seeds, but only one grew. It's like, no, get out of here. There's definitely not even aliens. 50 million, literally infinite. It's planting infinite seeds and only one grew. Bullshit. I have no proof, no evidence, no nothing, but just common sense. Like something mm-hmm. has to exist. Yep. Yep. Okay. I like to imagine a planet out there with a bunch of little cute creatures on it. And there's got to be like some way out there, high level, intelligent life. Yeah, do you what guys about like do UFO guys- kind of shit, like aliens and like coming to Earth? Like, do you think that that's happened? Because I don't really believe that. Well, unfortunately, there's so much... Uh, technology and like fake shit where people could just fake shit where you like you never know what's true yeah but it's been reported throughout history and different different countries are completely open about it sure canada and russia talk about it their prime ministers talk about it the u.s they've even pressured the u.s like will you just tell them already stop for real yeah there's YouTube videos of hot I saw fuck. it on YouTube. <laughs> no, but of government officials in other countries talking about mm. incidents like you know, mm. that's what when I believe because like actual footage is like I don't know if that's a a, a kid and a, a nerd in a basement right, that just right. made some shit up, but when it's officials from other countries saying like, oh yeah, this incident, yeah, that's sure, sure. what sure, I sure. believe. Like I was like, yeah. oh, why, why the fuck is that prime minister publicly saying this? You know what I mean? He doesn't want to do that that's unless true. he has to because his country isn't dumb enough to believe in the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's real. Um, But yeah, just shit like that. Fair. I mean, yeah, the question is, are they, is it higher intelligence? That's my big thing. And I'm convinced it is. I'm convinced there's some sort of something out in the universe that has a higher intelligence than us. 100%. Just really? the, just the yeah. odds I don't know if it. I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced of it. Are I you have serious? no reason, but We're I'm convinced. We're fighting over toilet paper. Well, you don't I mean, believe in a higher life form than that? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that I like don't think it exists, but I'm, I'm also like not convinced it exists. It's more like, yeah, totally possible. But am I like convinced? Yeah. No, not I'm, necessarily. I'm there. I'm, I'm just like the odds are i'm like neutral i'm like yeah i'd totally believe it if it did exist if there wasn't higher intelligence out there i'd be like oh if i told you guys 
and I'm your friend. And I was like, hey, I'm telling you this now for the first time. I was once abducted. I'd be like, and I stood I would by. Be like, would hey, you hey, I gotta get out of here. No, I just be like, you probably like had some sort of medication interaction. And I swore on my life, I was just like, if you trust me at all, and I'm your friend, I swear to you, well, I was abducted. I think maybe it was like some sort of strange, lucid dreaming experience. Like, I met sleep the, I met all the little guys. <laughs> And they were small. I'd be like, it's one mm. of those things. It's like, I would want to believe you. It's cool. But like, I just need proof. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, can you take me next time? And I'm just like, what about this photo? Like they <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, but the demons in my house, that shit was real. Oh, mm-hmm. but. Oh, that was another question. Oh, let's do this question first. All right. Um, quick. And then we'll take a, another mm-hmm. break. Um, but fuck, marry, kill. Oh, no. Okay. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Bigfoot vampires that was actually a question from um, someone fuck vampires you have to fuck a vampire obviously vampires are so sexy although i still don't understand if they don't have any blood running through their body how do they get a boner they always have one perma boner wow vampires bigfoot aliens aliens fuck mary kill no 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 no, no. mary Vamp- you said demons no i said demons oh, you said this demons. was actually a question someone okay said. so mm. i'm just gonna go in for it kill bigfoot fuck bigfoot ew gross <laughs> I'm going to marry the vampires because okay. they live forever and like we could have a real relationship. I don't know about and then fuck the aliens. Okay. I'm going to marry the aliens. I don't know about these aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry them. Okay. Because I want to go out to space. Yeah. Okay. I like to travel <laughs> and I'm going to fuck Bigfoot. Damn, you <laughs> Big spicy. Big hairy asshole. <laughs> no. Ew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to kill you, Bigfoot. That was a joke. Wait, <laughs> are you actually you gonna take... kill Bigfoot? Too? Yeah, yeah, I, feel I know. Bad. I know. And then I feel like a vampire time. would be a good lay. Yeah, and I feel like some people would probably be into fucking Bigfoot for real, though. for sure. If this... making a pet was one of the options, I would definitely make Bigfoot my pet. Seems like a cutie pie. Oof. There's Bigfoot porn. Is there really? Mm-hmm. There's everything. That was uh, one of the ones <laughs> that, that was up. popped up, and I was like, why does that exist? I mean, obviously, it was a guy in a Bigfoot costume fucking a chick. But I was just like, that's not what I want to see at all. (laughs) At all. And you made me see that. I didn't click that. It was. Oh, my God. You fucking pop up ass is bullshit. And now it's in your head forever. Yeah. Until you die. Um, That's why it's good to pay for membership sometimes because it stops the pop up ads. (laughs) That's true, huh? I would do the same as Craig. I I mean, I would have to fuck the, the vampire. I would marry the alien because I don't think I could marry the vampire because the vampires are, are out there killing people. And I don't but know how I fall in love and you become a vampire, too. And they turn you don't into doubt one. that like, I don't know, want Bella an and Edward, Edward experience for I sure. I want to be a murderer. Yeah. But then you're ki- like you're killing. But you could things. just kill bad people. You could. I would just kill politicians and okay. stuff and suck uh, their blood. Nice. Yeah, you're right. I'm a vampire. <laughs> it's kind of sexy, right? Come you're here, like politician. we're gonna go out there and kill everybody but Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> kill everyone we don't agree with. <laughs> yeah, I'd totally do that. I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and suck Mike Pence's blood. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Probably all aliens, anyways. <laughs> Just uh, on my own spit. Sure. Corona. Sure. That's why she's <laughs> coughing. <laughs> sure. The not like, fearful yeah. guy. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just run and hit the wall. Hey, you. 
Wow. Okay. All quick right. break. No, a quick break. Uh, listen, I am a big fan of convenience. Who isn't? But one service I did not anticipate would ever be convenient is the orthodontist visit. Mm, Thanks mm. to Candid, you can now achieve a picture-perfect smile so easily. They deliver clear liners directly to your door, and the entire process is monitored by your orthodontist in person, all for a fraction of the cost of traditional in-office visits. If you've put off straightening your teeth because it seems like time and money and a huge commitment, Candid Co. is the company you've been waiting for. The average treatment length is just six months and it's not too late to get your smile on point for wedding season or that special event you have coming up, you know, three or four months or five months out. Or maybe, yeah, you just want to look in the mirror and have a gorgeous smile all alone. The next time you're going to have a big event is probably six months from now. So that's six months to get your Candid Co. treatment done. perfect. And unlike Traditional braces, candid clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible, so you can transform your smile without anyone noticing a thing. Plus, you'll never have to set foot in a doctor's office or a waiting room. Your treatment from start to finish is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist. Sound intriguing? You can learn more about Candid's process and get a complimentary 3D scan of your teeth at Candid Studio near you. Also, you don't have to now that, you know, Corona quarantined, but... You can all do you can do it all remotely. Are you ready to take the first step towards straighter teeth? Because for a limited time, you can get started with $75 off by using code chatty at candidco.com slash chatty. That's candidco.com slash chatty. Use code chatty for 75 bucks off. Again, candidco.com slash chatty. Yeah. All right. Let's take a trip down memory lane broads. It's Saturday morning. You wake up. Cartoons are on in your kitchen table. Your mom and dad are sitting there. They set out the most banging lineup of breakfast cereals. What's your favorite cereal, Craig? Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn, man. That's a tough one. Uh, Fruity Pebbles or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. As a kid... Oh, Captain Crunch. I forgot about <laughs> Captain Crunch. They got peanut butter. They got the berries. There's nothing better. Oh. There's nothing better. And I, I would don't always know. I would always have the two bowls. I would go, I would I liked Fruity Pebbles a lot. I would oh, still food. have like five bowls in a row of Rice Krispies. Oh, they're so good. I love Rice Krispies with a little spoonful of sugar on top for those oh, yeah. little sugar <laughs> things. <laughs> Put a little banana in there. Oh, now we're talking. But listen, here's the thing. So you fast forward 25 years, some, you know, more for myself. You realize that those cereals you knew and loved, they are full of sugar. And they're mm-hmm. also full of not so great real ingredients. A lot of artificial stuff. What's wrong stuff. with GMO Monsanto? <laughs> but you're left with that I breakfast. Love- you have that breakfast size hole in your heart, right? Yeah. But not anymore. Well, adult breakfast may seem boring, boring, but it doesn't have no. to be because of Magic Spoon. Oh, Magic Spoon's kid, so good. Kids and adults love this cereal company. They've discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. These cereals are also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free, like you were saying, Craig. It sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Trust us. It is so good. I'll do it, but I'm not going to lie. I want to put a little it's, sugar on No, it's so, Dude, they're, they're so it's good. It's so good. It's actually sweet. Speaking it's so of Fruity good. Pebbles, one of the flavors that they have, so they have four flavors. They have frosted cocoa, fruity, and blueberry. And the they're fruity bomb. flavor is pink, and it's delicious, well, and it tastes like the Fruity Pebbles. You can't you bust it out, man. I know. You can't it's talk good. About it. No, I'm hoarding that I now. Want it. Yeah, I'm hoarding we, that. We were stocked no up. One's touching my magic spoon no one i won't sneeze on you for one bowl of cereal (laughs) i appreciate that 
<laughs> well, you can have them today. And also Ember, when you have a child, Ember wants to have all that yummy, delicious cereal. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to pump her full of all the artificial ingredients. Mm-hmm. She's obsessed with Magic Spoon and I don't feel bad about giving her many, many bowls of it. Yeah. And check out their Instagram and their boxes. They're so cute. Yes. They the fit your kitchen aesthetics. Anyway, go to magicspoon.com slash chatty. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to use our promo code chatty at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon's so confident you'll love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Go order some Magic Spoon. If everything's sold out at your store, mm-hmm. magicspoon.com slash chatty. Use code chatty for free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks. We love you. You're delicious. I'll get I you some boxes. Try. Seriously, they're really good. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. I have a question. So, off of like the vampire, whatever. Sure. And you were talking about the demons. Yeah. Craig, actually, one of the questions was believing in the paranormal and experiences with the paranormal. Have you had any like weird Do you paranormal? believe in demons and, and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, like, yeah, for sure. I'm Mexican. Duh. Yeah, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I, no, you're not. I swear. I am, I am I Mexican side of the family in this certain a house we all grew up in my grandma's house? Yeah. Uh, the, everyone had a story. And of course, uh-huh. everything I have turns into a bit. I did, I did this on stage because I was so doped up on drugs. And I was laying in bed and I felt something like rub my legs and my shins and my thighs. And then I was like. Is that a ghost or is that heroin? You know, like I can't tell. (laughs) And that was the whole bit. And uh, but then I would say, like, after watching The Haunting of the Hill House, I don't think it was the drugs. I think I got molested by a ghost. You know, the ghost took advantage of you in your altered state. Yeah. And he's saying this fool all doped up. He's like, let me rub that white booty real quick. (laughs) Ain't nobody going to believe him. But I remember like thinking that like, is someone fucking touching me or or, or am I high as fuck? That seems like not a symptom of just being high as fuck. No, I know. Yeah. That's why I was like. And wait, was it in, was it in your apartment? It was was in the house that everyone said was haunted. Everyone had a story. Okay. But it also, that was the 100% Mexican side. So it's just like, I don't know. It just goes with the culture. Uh yeah, but I wasn't was, I wasn't kidding when I said that because of course every single one of my aunts yeah. on my Mexican side oh, yeah. has like eleven stories at least. Really? Every time we meet up they've got some new yeah, story. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was the whole bit. Like back then I believed it was drugs. And after watching haunted shows and stuff, I was like, I think that ghost got me. You know? <laughs> I think he got me. He got me. Now that I think about it, why is there a ghost in my ass? <laughs> oh, wait, that's my finger. I was listening to someone who they said they got. I listened to on Billy Roz, Roz's episode who we've had on before to talk about the paranormal. Yeah. Had Billy Lee. On. Billy Lee talks and about Billy Lee talks about it. And Billy Lee's actually going to come on our podcast soon. So Shut we're going to have to ask her about it. I mean, it's like, paranormal, whatever you want to call it. It's like, not to be super hippie, but we're all energy. Like we don't I die. Know. We sure, go sure. somewhere. Sure. Supposedly science is proving there's 11 dimensions, meaning there's all sorts of 11. That's what they're saying. Oh. There might be 11 dimensions in this theory. They have that they are this close to proving, but just can't yet, you know, yeah. but all so, all the brightest brains on the world are talking about this and like agreeing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Einstein shit. And it's like if there's that many dimensions, there's literally could be yeah, yeah, a war yeah. of spirits in front of us. And we have no idea. It's just we're, we're not 
in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The truth is we don't fucking know. And That's it's true. extremely possible. And if we're energy and we're constantly changing through the form and passing on to the next, it's like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Are you scared of dying? Not really. I bet you experienced this too when you were dealing with people on and you yourself were on drugs and shit. But also there's something to be said about like, you know, when you walk in a house and immediately you're like, there is some dark shit going on in oh, here. Oh, for sure. Like you without even knowing and you walk in, you're like, this is bad news. Like there is not something's off. People are so hesitant to make fun of hippies and energy and shit. And and the whole world has walked in a room and be like, oh, someone's fighting in here. <laughs> <There's something laughs> you can bad. feel it. You feel it. You it's feel thick. it. Yeah. The tension is thick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. There's like. And then you know that, like, you remember those houses when you were a kid, if your family moved a few times, like, there'd be, like, all different houses have different energy, I swear to God. Like, even if a house doesn't feel dark, like, one house you'll move into feels kind of, like, playful almost, like, lighthearted, and then the next one feels, like, kind of calm. And I'm like, oh, there's something here, for sure. Yeah. It's not always bad. It's just, like, different energy. Like, when you're staying somewhere for a while, it feels like you can really feel it well. Well, like, we talked about when Roz was on last about the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA. You know about this shit? <sighs> the one with the water up there? Yep. Up t- yep. yep. Yeah, that's About how many people committed suicide and yeah. died there. Like, oh, dude. So many real. people. I'm sorry. I believe in it wholeheartedly. It's crazy. Yep. And, they're, and they're planning on reopening it? Oh, that's they're, great. They're, they're rebranding. They're, they're rebranding. rebranding. There's not enough sage in this world to get me to go in that building. <laughs> Hell no. No, thank you. My friend's doing the lighting. Is designing the <laughs> lighting crazy. for the hotel. <laughs> I would do the hotel down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the <laughs> like, security guard was like, oh, was telling him like, it's 100% haunted. Yeah. This shit's Lots fucked. of places. Uh, the Queen Mary, every employee oh, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's haunted. Anywhere where there's been any horrible tragedy, it's probably going to be haunted. Like, yeah. I've never been on the Queen Mary before. Me neither. And it's so close it's to my so house. Close. You should go. I'm going to pass. Yeah. But a lot of people go You can on, always though. find it on Hotel Tonight, by the way. Yeah. Who the... F- no, no. My mom was trying to get my... She's like, look, it's cheap. Rach, let's go stay on the Queen Mary. Would you Mary. guys really not spend the night with me if I was like, okay, let's let's the three of us go and spend the night in a haunted place and then report back? Uh, spooky. <laughs> yeah. I'll I mean, set up cameras. For the content. For the content. For the views. I would do it. I mean, but not of my own volition. That's for sure. Yeah. I have to be a part of a show. It's like, I'm good. <laughs> what about if it's my show? <laughs> and just for my personal documentation. <laughs> Your ghost hunting show. Yeah. No, when people go like stay in haunted hotels and hospitals and shit like that all the time, I'm like, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. I might. I see. I'm 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 totally down. The yeah. I like the you, thrill. Have you had them fuck with you? It's spooky. I've I don't been, like it. It's not fun. No. <laughs> no, I've, no, I've had a bunch of those experiences, but like I've never actually been somewhere I was spending the night elsewhere and it happened. So that's probably why. The San Jose Improv is uh, supposedly haunted. Mm. It's been on TV shows and every really? employee that's really? worked there says it's haunted. Yeah, because a horrible, a horrible thing happened. I think like a fire and like, like a lot of people died. I don't Jeez. know exactly, but some horrible tragedy happened there and then they rebuilt it and it was known to be haunted well you know across our whole country native americans were murdered so anywhere you go could be some that's sight of some horrible thing oh my god there's that one uh spot right by lmu loyola yeah. marymount yeah. university where it was an indian burial ground and no then way. on top of that like in marina del rey uh-huh if you look this up i think it was like a, a indian burial ground and then 
after World War II, the, the government didn't know what to do with the munitions and bombs that were expired or whatever. So mm-hmm. they buried them. And then on top of that, it was the earth was like leaking methane gas. So it was like three no-nos. And then this developer was like, we want to build here. And it was also a wetland, like a natural preserve. They're like, no. And then they just bulldozed it. And they're like, oops, you know, that type shit. Yeah. And then they're like, the government or the city officials were like, oh, we already started. And they let them build there. And then the, for the first couple of years, like the, the, cause I knew someone that lived there. They're like, oh, these methane sensors always go off. And like, they're just horror story after horror story. It's like, yeah, there was like that's three that's like red a... flags. Do not build here. Oh, my four. God. If you don't want to murder nature, it's wetlands now. Just let it yeah. be birds. And uh, yeah, look that. Oh shit yeah, because that's where Bayona Creek huh? is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot bigger, about. and they built all that new housing. I used to nanny for a family who lived right there across yeah. from LMU. I know exactly what you're this talking girl about. Girl, I used to date lived there, and she said right when she moved in, like she heard all this stuff, and then methane alarms, and people still live there. It's like, My God, what are you doing this fucking? We're so stupid. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> fine. See, see the view. See the view. <laughs> so what if I'm dying? <laughs> But this is the view. It's a bird. I killed that one. This is a $3 million view. <laughs> Look at it. Look at Look it, Jerry. At it. I know our daughter's getting haunted. Yeah. She's getting scratches up her legs in the middle of the night. <laughs> she was happy. Now she's suicidal. <laughs> Who cares? Look at the view. <laughs> We're nuts. We're oh fucking my God. nuts. I know. Okay. Well, let's do let's do one more question before we wrap. Um, okay, this was one actually someone sent, and I think Pete Holmes always does this on his podcast. I love Pete Holmes. Me too. He's wonderful. He's the best. It's such a great he has such a great podcast. He too. hosted my uh new faces in uh, uh Montreal. Did he really? Yeah, and he was the nicest dude and he calmed the whole green room down. Yeah. I don't know if you know of new faces. Yeah, no, it's, it's like uh, a big deal yeah, yeah. and like every it could make or break you, you could get TV deal, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he just literally was like, look at you, all full of hope. Or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but he just he he just mellowed us out and he was so nice. He was so kind. And it was it was seems, really Pete Holmes is the reason that I ended up finding out about like all the people that I like Rob Bell and Richard Rohr and all these like yeah. books that I read now. And he's he just seems he's like so lovely. cool. He was complimenting after at me after my set on JFL New yeah. Faces. And I was looking at him like this because he's tall as hell. He's like he's six, super six. tall. And then he's like, are you hearing anything coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm about to start crying. I'm just trying to hold it in. Because oh, it was, so it was a, you know, it's a big thing. Yeah, you work huge. really hard. You get the thing. You kill it. Then a guy you look up to is complimenting you. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just weeping. And he's like, are you listening? And I'm like, I'm trying not to cry. I never listened so hard in my <laughs> life. Like, I'm trying to document everything. I remember yeah, forever. It was, he was the best. The nicest dude. That's so nice to hear. Um, well, on his podcast, they always ask this and someone asked, um, when was the time that you remember laughing the hardest? Oh, man. Oh, my God. One immediately comes to mind. I have too many. You go first. The best is when you're not supposed to be laughing. Oh, for sure. And I know there are times where I've laughed harder, but... There's something about when you're not supposed to laugh yeah, that levels it up 50 times and it makes it so much Well, better. we watched the Mr. Rogers documentary. Did, did either of you watch that? Um, no, I wow, fuck it. both of you. you I have heard it's good. No I'll be watching soul. it. It's, it's good. incredible. 
I was pregnant with my first child and we were in the theaters watching it. There's this part where this sweet little boy is in a wheelchair and they're singing. I like you just the way you are, not because (laughs) of what you can do, but like because of who you are. And so I'm sobbing and she looks over at me and she just starts starts laughing at me because I'm sobbing and then I start laughing and then we're both laughing in the movie theater (laughs) at this sweet moment of this darling child in a wheelchair with Mr. Rogers and we were just and we couldn't stop it's when yeah when you when you're not when you're not supposed to I get giggly at church I was always giggly 24 hours yes like 24 hours every single time I was in church (laughs) for 24 hours seven days a week I was always laughing no it's the best my mom and aunt have been kicked out of like at least three funerals of immediate family because they can't stop laughing oh I'm not even I'm not I'm so serious but that's the shit though too like when the stress is high too like right now during this whole COVID thing I have been and I don't want to be like disrespectful but I've been laughing constantly when I don't know how to deal with it I've been in breakups where I'm laughing like oh my god and and then, and, and as soon as they leave, I cry. But like, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> we don't work. You know, I can't. It's. I don't know how to. That's how I deal yeah. with it. It's a coping mechanism. I'm not even trying. Ugh. Like, it, but dude, I've told the story so much. But this isn't the, I, uh, the story where I laughed the hardest. But my mom, her mother, my grandmother, her, my grandmother's sister died. Mm-hmm. So my mom's aunt died and my mom had an Astro van and my my grandma's old. She's like 88 yeah. at the time. Old as shit, you know, and she needs help getting out. So she's getting out of the van. She puts her hand on the Astro mm-hmm. van like railing, you know, and my mom shuts the sliding door on my grandma's hand. And this is at and the funeral of her at, sister. This is right before on the way into the funeral. So now my we're front row. This is immediate family. My grandma's holding her hand crying and my mom <laughs> makes the joke like, is she crying because she lost her sister or because I, I broke her, her hand in the Astro van? <laughs> and then we all just start laughing. And then the priest stops it and he thinks like they're crying uncontrollably. And then he realizes they're laughing. And then they're like, oh, like he's like, you got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're you can't out. laugh in the You're front like, row. We're front row. Stop we the sermon. And that's happened. I mean, I'm not. I think it's at least three times upwards of four or five. Like, <laughs> did you just I, slam your poor grandma's hand? In no, the car I mean, them just laughing at a funeral. Like they're like. Um, and the other time they got kicked out, the priest had like a lisp or something. Oh, no. And my uncle, he's this is a Mexican side. They're all jokesters. They're all jokesters. My mom, my aunt, and my uncle. And the guy, like, like, like on uh, Princess Bride, this marriage, like, not like that, but something <laughs> oh like that. And the priest says, like, one Mal- word, and, they, and they, they, they literally go, oh, no. And then they just <laughs> fucking start, and they oh, had to no. leave. <laughs> well, I remember me and my siblings used to giggle because they used to have to do the whole mass, half in Spanish, half in English, and we couldn't speak in Spanish. So they'd be, and they, it's so repetitive in mass. Yeah. Yeah, so and then it's twice dying. as long because it's also <laughs> in Spanish. Yeah. And they're like, and everyone's super dramatic. We don't know how to do the hand signs, me and my siblings, because we were Christian. So we're like, uh, we stand up, sit down. Accents are funny, man. Oh, no, church. I was, was, going with my mom and it was like an Anglican church and so they did the communion where you know they uh you take the cup from I don't even know how like how they label them in the Anglican church but the communion you go up you get the bread you get the cup from the same cup 
Corona. Yes. <laughs> the same cup. But this was a while ago. Oh, yeah, I, that, how's that affecting church? I know. It's canceled. But I went up and I had never gone to one of these churches before. And the priest or whoever, he breaks the bread, asks me like in the name of God, if I'll take it, whatever. And he, apparently I'm supposed to hold my hand out like this and take it. But I just opened my mouth. So I was just like this. <laughs> and he's, and he's like doesn't know what to do and he like puts it like he's gonna put it in my hand and i just like get stay like this because i was like puts it in my mouth and the whole line behind me is just dying all these old people they're like you stupid bitch you know what that's what they do in catholicism right they I put the wafer so. on yeah. your tongue i think so but wherever this church was they didn't they actually put it in your hand and i didn't i it was my first time i didn't know what i was doing and i was just like a baby bird just like <laughs> that happened to me slightly different but at my church they held the cup of wine for yeah. you. Also, I'm six drinking wine. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> this is where it all started. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And my church, they held it for you, so you, you didn't. And then I went to my cousin's church for her communion or something. Yeah. And then and then they uh they you hold it, and okay. I didn't know that. So like I I just end up pouring it like on me <laughs> and spilling it. And my everyone's <laughs> laughing at me. And I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't, sorry. <laughs> you got the blood of Jesus on your shirt. <laughs> Spilt ha his blood. <laughs> Wait, so. Okay, the, was the I have the artist? too many to remember, but this one popped up immediately. It's the one, my dad, uh, Vegas trips, used to go a lot. He loves to gamble. He likes to drink. And he came in shit face. And he laughs like Harry and the Henderson, the old school movie, when he throws the yogurt at the TV. I don't know if you remember that. He laughs like Harry and the Hendersons. I swear to God. It's like, oh, that movie was an audio bite of my dad. So he comes in after gambling drunk and he's got the giggles and I'm asleep with my mouth open. And he puts uh, his watch and his car keys and the room key in my mouth. Uh, and he's just cackling, like just shoving shit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I wake up, but I didn't know what happened. I'm a kid and I was sleeping. And then I just, the whole family's laughing, like just a laugh, like there's a nitrous oxygen tank leaking, like cackling hyenas. And then uh, I wake up and then I'm laughing, but I don't know why, but I'm like, who cares? I'm just enjoying this. And we're laughing so hard and loud that the neighbor of the hotel room comes and bangs on our door and he's an old, balding, white dude. It's like a scene from a movie. And, and, and little oh tidy whities and a wife beater. And he's just uh, yelling. And my mom has dentures and had, does not have her teeth in. And he's going, tell your kids to keep it down. And she's like, it's not my kitsch. It's my husband. And then we heard that. And then we laughed even harder. And then still to this day, that happened when I was like eight years old. We always say, it's not my kitchen, it's my husband. We quote that moment. And, uh, oh, my God. And, uh, oh, it's so good. I realized I was probably not supposed to say wife, Peter. What are they called? Tank tops? I think that's what they're still called. I don't know. Is they still that's called that? Oh, my that's gosh. That. That's really funny. Politically incorrect. <laughs> the, tank, the little tank tops that used to be called that, formerly known <laughs> as wife, Peter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. FKA oh wife, Peter. Uh, um, okay, the hardest time I've ever laughed in this. It, it sounds so stupid when you're like saying it out of context, but my best friend. Um, who you I'm, actually know that this is like the hardest time you've ever laughed. I've never laughed harder than this. Wow. And it's so dumb. I know. I, I can't. It's yeah. so dumb. But I, I, I peed my like fully wet myself mm -hmm. laughing, like drenched my pants. But we were again, it was in college and we were so bored. We're not allowed to drink at the school. We don't do anything. There's no parties. We're just bored. So 
my um best friend and i lived with two other girls in our dorm this was not when karen this was another year <laughs> not with karen <laughs> and we just like at one point she's my best friend's really really tiny so i was like i wonder if we could fit you like in different cabinets around the uh <laughs> around the apartment <laughs> so what we started to do on a regular basis is like i'd be like get in the uh, get in the broom closet and i'd get her and i'd close i'd close the door and then one of our other <laughs> i'd wait for one of our roommates to come back and i'd be like, like can you grab me yeah. a broom <laughs> like, oh Whatever. She get the broom, and every time our best friend, I'd make my best friend act like she was sleeping. So she's always just like this, and she'd wake up every time that they'd open the door. She'd be like, <sighs> she'd be so "Good guess." So gag. then we put her. Another time, we put her literally in the uh, in the uh, like towel cabinet. It was so small. I don't know how we got her in there. She like folded in half, and so then we waited for her to like for her roommate to come back. I spilled something like oh, like fake spilled. I'm like, can you get us a towel? She opens it literally has a heart attack because my friends like uh-huh. sandwiched in there like sleeping <laughs> on top of the step. but the, so this was like a running gag we had so then one day I'm like let's do it let's fit you behind it was like a tv like a little tv cabinet with a tv or a tv mm-hmm. stand then the tv on top I'm like can you fit behind the tv cabinet and crouch down and then you can like wake up yawn pop up from behind the tv like while we're all watching tv and they didn't know that you were there uh-huh. So she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. So she, we hear them coming in. I'm like, go behind. She is literally folded behind the, the TV cabinet for an hour because I couldn't get them to sit down and like she's watch. committed. She's fully committed. So I'm trying not to laugh the whole time. Like my eyes are filled with tears, and I finally get her to get them to sit down. We had a code word, but I forgot the code word. So we're watching an episode of The Office, an entire episode, and she's in there like folded. I forget the code word. Finally, like at the very end of the episode, I remember the code word and she pops up yawning. The girls, our roommates are screaming. <laughs> been home for like an hour and a half. They've been watching a full episode of The Office. Good. And she, I, I, and I fully, our couch was soaked. I fully peed. Nice. That was the hardest I've That's ever laughed. We used life. to do that when we were younger all the time. We'd shove my sister inside the God, dryer. It's so much fun. We used to put her in the dryer and then tell my sister, can you get my stuff out of the dryer? <laughs> so but we fun. wouldn't do a yawn. It would be like, ah! And yeah. then she'd have like yeah. some towel over her head looking yeah, we all were scary. Like, the we bit was that, that Christina's always sleeping. Like She's always like, like this that. tiny little sleepy person who's like sleeping somewhere. Like a Me and my elf. sister used to fart in <laughs> shampoo bottles and put the cap back on <laughs> and then smell it and it would be peach farts. <laughs> they super glued my lips together twice. They mailed me Madonna's toenails and it was my sister Nicole's toenails. And I was a little kid and I was like, let me get more. Let me get more. And then they'd say like, she's got a lot of fans. She has to grow them back out. You got to wait for them. And I'd save this bag of fucking toenails. Because like made me drink perfume. Were you a huge Madonna fan? I love Madonna. Who doesn't love Madonna? I know, but I just like want her toenails. Dude, they got me so much. They, you know those old perfume ads where they had the model with the straw in the yeah, perfume bottle? Yeah. And they're like, you want to be pretty like that model? You got to drink the perfume. And I'd drink it and throw up. <laughs> They told me Philip's milk of magnesia because my middle name is Philip. They're like, that's for you. And it's diarrhea medicine. Oh so I was just always drinking it because it tastes minty. Oh and I always had diarrhea and Phillip's, I didn't know why. Philip's milk <laughs> fucked up. And so there's more. They stuck their fingers in the hole in my throat and I just went, bah, and I threw up. They did the Three Stooges thing and that and then just blood went everywhere. Oh, my God. We used to hold my brother down and drip ice on his forehead. 
and like did, we were trying to do some Chinese water torture method. Nice. I'm so glad that my sister and I had a 14 year age cat. <laughs> that shit's fun. It yeah. does sound fun. I, I was, was tortured. I was for so sure. lonely. And when you're a little kid too, and you have older siblings, you're like, this is horrible. And then you're also like, well, I'm getting attention from my yeah. siblings yeah, all the time. Like, so like, yeah, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Craig, you're the best. We love you. You're I just realized that we literally we have a lot of new listeners, and we never even introduced you. Oh, hey, I'm Craig. <laughs> I'm not just the dude on the couch. Craig. Craig P. Conant. Craig P. Conant. On all social medias. Craig Conant. And listen, right now, you can't be touring, can't be doing dates. Yeah. So what? Listen to my podcast. You've been on it. I still need to get you full. Good luck. I'm yeah. booked and busy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, not really. Just being in LA is hard to get there from Long Beach and okay, have a babysitter the and all comes that. Out. I don't care. I ain't gonna stop. Fair. Well, we'll put the all the podcasts, the link. Um, also, a good way to support someone like Craig, who also like musicians and anyone like that. My husband just lost all of his work. You know, it's just tough right now. Yeah. A good way to support is listening to podcasts. Also, buying merch. Yeah, merch can be bought. It's a fun way to do it. So, we love you. I love you. Thanks Thank for you. distracting Thank you for us. Having me. Uh, from Always. the corona. It's corona's bullshit. You'll be all right. <laughs> Chat soon, bro. I like that positivity. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>